Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're taking a field trip to a prestigious private school. No, we're not going back to Vampire Academy. Had all my Dampier gear. (laughs) This week, we're dusting off the 1996 movie, The Craft. Just in time for its 21st birthday. Oh, really? I mean, I I forgot. I know I checked the release date and it wasn't like right now. So I wasn't. It's like, oh, okay. But it's reaching such a milestone. The movie can drink now. (laughs) And for some parts of it, you might might need that. Spoiler (laughs) alert. I want to welcome back Chris to the stacks. Hello. Hi. Uh, Chris, obviously my husband and host of Hey, Do You Remember? Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Did you leave breadcrumbs? <laughs> to, so I could find my way home? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it was Go a track. to the stack. Oh, because so I don't get lost. Mm. That's how I found you again? Yeah. Because yeah. um, we record in two different studios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have a stacker question this week from at Mars Fandom on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mars asks, shouldn't the council pay the Slayer? I feel like we've addressed this before, or at least like po- poise this. And I, I think probably something at least like give her a place to live if she needs it like if nothing else like room and board but probably some kind of salary when we see the watchers council so they clearly have money mm-hmm. so this is like an unpaid internship where you're probably gonna die <laughs> well and also an unpaid internship where you're you are like the ceo of the company because like they are super dependent on this person to save the world all the time I forgot we were doing this. <laughs> so what he said. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I feel like there isn't a good excuse for not paying the Slayer except for patriarchy. <laughs> like, just you know, yeah. screw a little girl. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Screw a little girl. <laughs> uh, well, okay, well, listen, now I can take a firm stance against that. <laughs> okay, well, what is this, the Hey Do You Remember episode of uh, It? Available now in iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> we asked, you answered, mm-hmm. and Mike and Chris have no idea. Uh, it's a stagger surprise. <laughs> so we've had some ridiculous spells on Buffy recently. We mm-hmm. have uh, Willow's famous, let the spell be undone. Mm-hmm. And uh, reveal, which just tells Reveal-y. her what spell will work. Yep. And then Tara's release, which mm-hmm. just undoes the spell. Mm-hmm. So it seems that magic's not really that hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked the stackers, if you could write your own spell, what would it be? Erica said, see that creepy stalker? Almost run into your ex? At an awkward family reunion? Invisibilia! <laughs> Instant invisibility to sneak away. Oh, I thought they would just like put some earbuds in your ears and you'd start listening to the Invisibilia podcast. <laughs> That's a good podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Megan said, a spell to transport out of awkward situations. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Adam said, forget about it. Wipes your memory. 
<laughs> I think Willow used that spell. Yep. <laughs> this is I know the gesture for that Forget one about too. It. Forget about it. <laughs> Raven said, um, oh, I'm gonna pronounce this wrong. Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh Accio. It's from Harry uh Harry Potter. Accio? Accio? I think it's uh, uh, a Kai berries. That <laughs> so she said it's I'll in Harry you. Potter, but it's so handy. Accio, if that's how it's pronounced, brings things to you. Like, I want pizza. Mm-hmm. Accio pizza. <laughs> uh, Annalena agreed. She said, if I could only get one spell, I'd go with either Accio phone or Accio remote. <laughs> what about you guys? What would you want to do with magic? You could only do one thing. I've often had the thought of like, you know, in the what superpower, I thought a fun thing that would be a little magical, just like a 30 second rewind. Cool. Just to like, ooh, I did. Uh, that was a bad choice. 30 seconds. <laughs> Redo that. <laughs> that. That sounded real dumb. Yep. <laughs> I like that one because then it you're, you sort of avoid all of the pitfalls and paradoxes of time travel yeah. Yeah. and potentially fucking things up too bad. Mm-hmm. And it fits with like the running theme in a lot of those replies, which is awkward situations mm-hmm. or being mm-hmm. somewhere you don't want to be and just getting the hell out of there. And uh, yeah, as far as an everyday, like really practical piece practical of magic. magic? Use, no, it's the craft today, Chris. Yeah. Shit, <laughs> you guys. Uh-oh. I really like the redhead. <laughs> oh, no. This isn't a Sandra Bullock podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Blindsiders, the Sandra Bullock. I'm going to need an hour and a half. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, no, I actually, yeah, I, I kind of, I don't know if I want to go full invisibility. Mm-hmm. I, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, out of laziness. I just want, because we've talked about this before. I just want to transport somewhere. Mm. Driving, walking, riding your bike. Everything takes too long and too much effort. Mm. So I just want to, I just want to get somewhere. What would the name of that be? Uber. <laughs> 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 um, well, I'm trying to think like I dream of Jeannie she like I just yeah. want to go bing and then just be somewhere yeah so just bing probably. that's that's my bing. search a- engine spell <laughs> I'm real cool guys <laughs> thanks guys for all your answers <laughs> now let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on the craft So, were you guys into this movie growing up? I have a weird history with this movie. I don't think I watched it like when it first came out, but I definitely watched it like early enough that it might have been rented on VHS. So, like sometime within the couple of years after it came out, and I remember more thinking like "Ooh, pretty girls" was my initial reaction because I was you know of the time where that was a reaction that I could have to a movie and not really think about anything else. But I've weirdly come back to this movie a lot, and I can't say it's good. But I've I've watched it at least two times on Netflix streaming <laughs> that weren't for this. I can't say it's good, but I have watched it. Yes. <laughs> it's very watchable. Yeah. It, yeah. It's very I, watchable. We This was definitely a movie my little sister was very interested mm-hmm. in seeing. And so, yeah, we rented this, uh, watched it with my dad and my stepmom, which for the most part was okay. There are a couple of moments like... The fingering joke where it's like, oh, you just went ahead and made that real weird, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Sitting next to my dad. Great. But it wasn't like, oh, God, one of Erica's movies. Here we go. I was just interested enough in it. And I I remember a lot of it had to do with Feruza Balk. Mm -hmm. Not just because like, oh, yeah, it's like she's 
hot or whatever, but mm-hmm. just you know, she was in The Worst Witch. She was in mm-hmm. Return to Oz. I just liked her. She had mm-hmm. just a really unique energy from a lot of other young actresses. Mm-hmm. So her being in this was sort of like, and and the same thing where when you first see like Kirsten Dunst grown up for the first time, because yeah. it's just the little girl from Interview with the Vampire. And then all of a sudden she's in like other movies and she's mm-hmm. an adult now. And it's like, holy shit. It was kind of the same thing. Like, oh, this is what happened to Feruza Ball. Cool. And it's another witch thing. Weird. Nice. All right. And it was like Nev Campbell's first big movie. Mm-hmm. And because like she was just her popularity was on the rise because of like Party of Five and stuff. I mean, even though I was like really into horror movies, I did not expect this to be scary or anything. I didn't think of it as a horror film. And even though this was right before Scream, we saw it after. So there was also mm. the whole, like, it's Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. And another... <laughs> a, a defining couple of, <laughs> of course. our generation. <laughs> our generation's Humphrey Bogart and... <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm forgetting her name. Who's Bacall. He yes, Lauren Bacall. Yeah, so they didn't have to, like, pull my arm or anything. I was interested enough. And I, I remember liking it fine. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. We wound up with it. We had it on VHS. I think we recorded it off HBO. And somehow I wound up with that VHS tape after my sister and I had both moved out. Don't, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> Believe me, at that, even at that point, there were plenty of better things to jerk off to. <laughs> I had striptease on VHS. Oh, <laughs> there okay. you go. I had like the Playboy best of celebrities. <laughs> I had it what? covered, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and but because i owned it i mean i know i definitely watched it you know I, i've seen this quite a few times but <laughs> not i mean it's definitely before you asked me to do this it's been at least 15 years wow mm. since i've seen it same for me i'm so i was like super fucking into this movie and i don't <laughs> i didn't see it in theaters i because i definitely saw it after scream and i didn't see scream in theaters okay um, cause it's just like, oh shit, it's Nev Campbell and she's different in this. Um, but I was really into it and I feel like that was a big thing for like girls my age. And at this point, like I'm wondering, I don't know what, you know, preteen teenager girls are into nowadays. Does every generation go through this like witchy phase or was that part of the nineties satanic panic I, thing? I feel like it might've just been, there weren't that many options if you wanted something that was like a female-led cast, but somehow, like, genre-y in some way. There wasn't a lot of that. There, I knew a lot of girls that were into, like, oh, I have magical powers. like And, like, plain light as a feather, stiff as a board, and that kind of thing. And it did mm. not seem to be all be caused by this movie. Yeah. It seemed like this movie was banking. Tapping into that. Yeah, it was yeah. a reaction. Well, it's definitely after the satanic panic. But yeah, it, it was it, a little bit more 80s and then early 90s, I think. And even if you just take the witchcraft part out of it, the way they're selling the movie, because, I mean, they were selling it, it precisely to you, like, yeah. at that time. It, this was, yeah. this movie was very much for you. It was very much for my sister. And I think just watching the trailers, what's super appealing about it is it's st- the witchcraft is sort of like a stand-in for any sort of anti-establishment, mm-hmm. punk rock. And especially if you're the kid in high school that is not, one of the popular girls. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, if it, this, it, there is something very universal about mm-hmm. the, well, actually it's great. It's actually kind of a great thing for you guys who talk about Buffy week in <laughs> and week out is every time I'm on the show, I feel like we discuss this aspect of it about how they use the su- supernatural stuff to tell very universal, very human mm-hmm. stories. And the craft does the same thing. So I, man, I, I totally get why you would have loved this then and why i bet it still works for mm-hmm. 15 16 year old girls well that's interesting chris i didn't 
consider like what you were just saying about the idea mm. of like anti-establishment because where this was really big for me was art camp and oh, art camp yeah. was a bunch of like ki- i mean it's art camp it's a mm-hmm. bunch of kids that don't fit in and none of us were the popular kids but yeah. everyone was really into like witch stuff at mm-hmm. that age you know i remember that almost all of the trailers for this all of the tv spots if they if it didn't end with this it was this clip was definitely at least in every one of these things the part where they get off the bus yep. and the bus driver says, be careful of those, you know, of the watch out for the weirdos, yeah. Mr. We are the weirdos. I can yeah. see if you're, you know, if you're a teenager and you see that on TV and you're like, this movie's for me because yep. she's owning it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think especially at the time, there just weren't a lot of films in any way where it was like, let's see young women own themselves in a, in a mass market way. Like there's, I'm sure some indies, but not like. Not like a lot of mainstream motion pictures in like the mid '90s were really doing that. I don't think. When did Practical Magic come out? That's late '90s, '98, yeah. I think, somewhere around it there. It still seemed like there were a number of witchcrafty movies yeah. around this time. Isn't SMG in one? Isn't Simply Irresistible? Sort it is. Of, uh... Yes, oh, it is. Oof. That thing. <laughs> you haven't she talked can, about that one yet. She can talk to crabs, Mike. <laughs> magic crabs. She has magic crabs. Right. It's like the funny syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Original title. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so the movie opens with uh, the trio uh, casting a spell. <laughs> oh boy, I was real worried. Oh. When yeah, this, this first opening started. shot, it was like, it, it felt like the movie Troll, not Troll 2, like Troll, where it's just like, oh, did this have less of a budget than I remember? And it's also just the way. It feels like a, a 40 or 50-year-old white guy being like, what are those kids like? That MTV. And you, oh. it, it's like trying to emulate the MTV editing. Yeah. So it's just this real edgelord, <laughs> like <laughs> the music and the quick cuts and the imagery. And I, I my first note was, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really the only instance of this. Yeah, which yeah. seems really weird because that seems like, oh, you're setting up a visual style yeah and yeah. and like, no they're not they're just like oh fuck we forgot to make credits we have some stock footage let's edit together real quick oh so speaking of those credits these are so 90s <laughs> and why are we flying through pretty clouds we're the plane oh yeah <laughs> that she's arriving the plane the magic plane <laughs> it just does it's so happy because of like the music and mixed and with just, the clouds yeah it, the fact that like yeah like the flying through pretty clouds should oh be God. like a thunderstorm this, mm. yeah exactly yeah. like this is not this is or yeah this isn't scary <laughs> no. like, i feel like these are credits for romantic comedy well and especially because like two minutes later it's like thunderstorming when they're on their when they way, land when they're yeah. on their way out so like yeah. just have that thunderstorm start i guess maybe they just couldn't get footage of a the thunderstorm. stock footage for the thunderstorm yeah, was just a expensive. little bit yeah <laughs> So we do meet uh, Sarah, played by Robin Tunney. I believe that's right. That's how I've always said yeah. it. Uh, on an airplane moving to L.A. from San Francisco. Uh, so they get to this new house, uh, and she makes a new friend. Oh, boy. the the <laughs> I, It's just the both times we see this, man. This is just like the calmest harbinger of doom. Because yeah, it's, it's like, like, hey, just so you know, everyone's <laughs> going to die, I guess. I just... I've, Hey, I'm talking to you. 
Now listen. <laughs> I like it later because I think it makes it creepier. It's like, mm-hmm. you were dead. Like, just but kind my, of like chilling. In my dream, oh, you were like, dead. This isn't a creepy thing I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> There's just an urgency with the way he's moving that doesn't match the way he yeah. speaks. Hey, come back here. As he's like running after <laughs> her. <laughs> so he just wants to give her a snake. What's the deal? You want it. No, I don't want that random backyard snake. He's just being neighborly. Oof. Her reaction is a little weird like she does a full 360 spin oh i kind of liked it the <laughs> actually you know what? this is a weird note too but even there was a lot in the early moments of this movie where i was like this feels sort of authentic in a way i didn't expect it mm. to especially like the stuff with the girls and their friendships and everything and even something as almost insignificant as the way she comes bouncing down the stairs and kind of hops those last three yeah oh yeah, like, yeah. it's just a very teenager thing to mm-hmm. do do we know how old these actresses were when they filmed? They were them? all in their twenties. I remember reading that Rachel True was like almost thirty. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, because um, yeah, you're right. She does come off very much. The like, energy is very yeah. It, yeah. And then it, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. The way she kind of reacts, just it feels like a very taken aback, like mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, what, like discombobulated. I kind of liked that. Yeah. I like the convenient fire poker that her dad finds. <laughs> it's just like, we were unpacking the fire poker, so we just... And left them right by the bottom of the stairs. Yep. Yeah. Perfect time. Dad, by the way, is played by Cliff DeYoung, mm-hmm. who, I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff, yep. but for me, the very first thing I ever saw him in as a kid was Flight of the Navigator. Oh, yeah. yeah so, every, I mean, just, this was, anytime he popped up in anything, and certainly the first time I saw this movie was, it's the dad from Flight of the Navigator, I'm already a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish they, they gave him more, because I like him and, like, his his chemistry with Robin Tunney as the daughter. Like, I, yeah. they feel like a, a genuine father-daughter team up and I, I i really wanted more of that i felt like that would have been cool i was gonna say it's surprising that they would use a name actor for well i mean i mean not, maybe not a name just recognizable yeah. a recognizable actor for this role when it's it's a really small role him i can't even remember what mom looks like now mm-hmm. it's just occurring mom to me. or stepmom stepmom stepmom's mm. in like two shots well yeah. and, but this is and you know what I, it, it seems appropriate though is when you're this age you are keeping your parents on the peripheral. That's fair. No. Yeah. Although I, and I also feel like it would have made, you know, the, the plane thing at the end, a little bit higher stakes. Uh, that is ludicrous. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah we'll get we'll, to we'll, it. There's we'll a lot it. of issues with that, <laughs> but you're right. If, if we felt more for him, yeah. If you felt their relationship, more. Mm-hmm. but I guess they also like, she needs to be, I said enough to want to go join a coven. So it's a uh, first day at a new school. And not only is she the newbie, but she doesn't even have the uniform yet. Oh, no. (laughs) So the trio, we immediately see her social outcast. People won't even, like, they just won't even cross her in the hallway. Mm -hmm. I love the first shot of them coming down the hallway when you first see them. Because if you just visually, if you look at each of those girls, you kind of already have a sense of who they are as characters. Mm. Because Nancy, the lead one... You know, she's in the middle. She's got this, she's marching sort of militantly and she's mm-hmm. got this look on her face like, I dare you to fuck with yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of waiting for it. And then Nev Campbell's character, Bonnie, is like all hunched up and mm-hmm. like she's got a book open in front of her and kind of hi- trying to hide from the world. And then I forgot Rachel True's character's name. Michelle. She's just kind of looking around nervously mm-hmm. at everybody. What's great is how that not only is a shortcut for like, 
you kind of get a sense for stereotypically who they are and the fact that they are not the popular kids, but also that like, it's interesting here how their their looks are very distinct. And, and when Sarah mm-hmm. comes in, her look is also very different from the rest of those. By the end, when they are like, like before they're falling out, when they're super into each other, they're indistinguishable. Yeah. It's like they're all sharing the same wardrobe. Yeah. I found that really interesting. Uh, so Breckenmeyer plays Mitt. Totally forgot he was in this. Yeah. Me too. Well, I mean, he, he doesn't do much. He's but he's got a he's got some good moments. He's he's pretty funny. He's pretty funny. He always plays a stoner, doesn't he? Which is weird because in real life he is like not like straight edge, straight edge, but like doesn't drink, never d- did drugs. Huh. Yeah. He does a very good. He just job plays that really well. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I remember being surprised seeing Nev Campbell this way. When we did, we covered Scream on our podcast a couple of years ago, and rewatching that after, you know, it'd been a decent chunk, length of time. I remember as a teenager, something about Nev Campbell, just Camel, you remember? Because she's got those humps on her back <laughs> yeah. and she smokes a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. Um, she also retains water really well. Right. If she's famous for anything, it's her water retention. <laughs> I, I love a gal who can retain water. <laughs> Um, I, she always kind of irritated me a little bit. Mm. And when we rewatched Scream, one of my big takeaways was like, she is a really phenomenal actress. No, yeah. And and watching this too, I was just pretty blown away. I th- actually, I no. I mean, I'm going to tip my hand here, I guess. I thought all four of them were pretty fucking awesome in this. I completely agree. I, I never watched Party of Five, so Scream was my introduction mm-hmm. to Nev Campbell. And I always remember, I really liked her in Scream, but this, yeah, yeah. this is... She's legit acting here, but yeah, they're they're all doing a wonderful job. I kind of remember, uh, yeah, Scream was definitely like my first big exposure to her, and that kind of got me into before that was like the thing that everybody knew about horror movies, just the idea of like the final girl in a movie being like, oh, it's like a really interesting character that I can really like invest in. It's not just like a trope. It's like, oh, I can actually like care about this character. Yeah, and that was like the first time I remember feeling that was because of her performance in Scream. Totally. Uh, do you remember, Mike? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're both very excited right now. When we saw the inside of Xander's locker, yes. he had a noose. He had a, a teeny baby oh, noose yeah. in his locker. <laughs> Nancy going all out. Bullock. Giant pitch black noose. What is that for? It's so she can hang out of her locker, clearly. That's what she's doing with it. <laughs> she then does it bother anyone that she leaves her locker open oh my god that, oh. that was like my biggest pet peeve with this movie it's like you left your locker wide goddamn open it's not even like i didn't lock it properly it's like it's dangling open there's a noose in there ain't no one going in it <laughs> it's it <laughs> uh so we see french class i kind of feel like the french teacher is in a different movie like he he feels over the top to me i get that Foreign language teachers will often, you know, kind of harp on the only in the in the language, but he does it in such a cartoonish way to me. I, I don't like him. I was very distracted in this scene that my subtitles weren't working because um, they don't tell you what they're saying in French and I want to know. Oh, I kind of like that you don't. I also I like the- how, because this is the introduction to Skeet Ulrich's character, Chris, mm-hmm. and uh, there's we've seen Breck and Meyer and then there's a the third guy whose name I don't know. I, we never... But they're the red shirt. <laughs> but this scene's the way the three of them are kind of joking around in the scene. Mm-hmm. This feels really genuine too. I think probably a big reason that this movie resonated with so many people our age is the teenagers, in quotes, in quotes because for they're sure. actually twenty year olds, <laughs> yeah. feel like teenagers. And it, like especially like watching this movie, I was just blown away 
as a girl by like, mm-hmm. these four girls, this feels super natural. These, like, I feel like I had these friends. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> so that feels super natural. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> 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 oh. I to do that. <laughs> Uh, it's they really cast a spell on me (laughs) (laughs) that's what happened no you're a hundred percent correct i mean and and it it's when i mean this scene specifically with these three guys what feels genuine is the way they're kind of encouraging each other but also Mm -hmm. making fun of each other and and it just and they're not using slang that kids didn't use Yeah. yeah tubular Right. It, it, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it, it, and it's real. I just love that it's not another movie where it's the very typical like bully bullied kid syndrome where it's maybe get a little bit of that in uh, Rochelle's storyline a little bit. But like most of the teenager behavior, it's not like I'm an evil villain. It's more like oh, you're just being a dick because you're a dumb kid. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, Bonnie, Nev Campbell's character, watches Sarah spin a a uh, pencil on its tip using magic and that's what the joker was trying to do dark night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh this went wrong guess one's gonna have to lean into this <laughs> we get to chemistry class where um sarah actually goes to sit with the trio but nancy gives her the death glare they all just stare at her no and then it's just poor like it's it's kind of adorable the way bonnie kind of calls out too late like no it's okay you can <laughs> <Yeah. I'm sorry. laughs> Guys, you want to come back to chemistry? Okay. <laughs> Nancy has a real, like, alphabet. She needs oh, to yeah. establi- establish in every scene, like, look, I'm Queen Bee. I like that, and yeah. I yeah. really wish they had done more with it, because there mm-hmm. are a couple of scenes where you think there might be two things happening simultaneously. The fact that every everyone else's spells seem to be working out and hers mm. hasn't yet. But the other thing that I'm waiting for the entire time is... And she's also very jealous of how powerful Sarah yeah. is. And there's, I mean, they definitely, there's, they pay lip service to that, but you never feel it to the extent that you should. And especially for like the age they are, it just seemed like that, the, that could have been a bigger, bigger aspect to all of this. Yeah. And it, it feels like it's, it's hinted at and alluded to, and you definitely feel like in the, in the climax, that's kind of what it should have been built up to, but it's not stated in the text enough. It's like, I, I don't know why that is, though, because it seems like such an obvious thing in retrospect. The story, you can feel the story really wanting to go there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it went there. Like, I, I feel like the movie completely becomes about Nancy's jealousy, and that's where all the conflict comes from. But it's But not to the extent that, like, what would really bother her is how um, Bonnie and Rochelle are kind of fawning over Sarah, Mm. how excited they are about how powerful Sarah is. And if there's the moment where, because the thing that kind of bothers me about the third act is how black and white everything becomes. And what felt like a very natural evolution of these characters up to that point has to change because of the, the climax that they've predetermined. And the Mm. climax has to be these three other witches coming for Sarah rather than, Bonnie and Rochelle being kind of stuck in the middle and having to choose a side, which they never do. In fact, it Mm. will flip from scene to scene, whether we hate Sarah because, because Mm -hmm. we're actually kind of with Sarah and we're also worried about Nancy. And then the very next scene, no, we're back to hating you, Sarah. Mm. And it, it's just, 
I mean, that all felt to me like the this whole queen bee dynamic that happens, and the in Nancy's mind, this the power struggle. I don't think Sarah thinks it is at any point in time. No, and that, I'm not, and I wouldn't argue for that either. No, I I feel like I've been in this group of friends, so it feels very natural. The idea mm. of that girl that has to be the queen bee, and when she feels threatened, she ousts you and insists that her minions do the same. And I know those girls that are like, yeah, I am. I do like you when she's not around, but when mm. she's around, I do have to treat you like shit. Like, I feel yeah. like I've been in this dynamic. So to me, it felt super natural. I, oh, God, uh, I did it again. <laughs> ah! uh, um, I, I guess to me, it's that in so many other aspects, the film is not terribly subtle. So that it's that it would be that subtle with that plot point feels like they just didn't stress it enough to me. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the other things like... What does each one of the four main characters, what's their main goal with magic is like super spelled out. And they're like, here's symbols of what it is. Here's us literally saying in a circle, this is the thing I want from magic. So then when it's like the character relationships aren't as spelled out, that just feels like it, it, an inconsistency in the way they're telling the story. To me, but okay. if, if yeah, there's just there's, got it. Yeah, there's not enough there's... shots of like lingering on Feruza Balk mm-hmm. watching how powerful Sarah is or how the other two are responding to it. It just, I mean, she's a good enough actress that you, there are definitely moments where you pick up on it. It just, it really needed to be a bigger part of the story, especially towards the end. So Skeet Ulrich, Ulrich, Ulrich. I'm not sure. He's not relevant anymore. We don't need to know. Nobody knows. He joins Sarah at lunch. So he warns Sarah about the bitches of Eastwick, which is a good, I like it. I think that was another trailer line. This is another, but it's a great way to yeah yeah like to do the exposition for everybody's mm-hmm. backstory. It's a good way to just. I get also kind of set him up as, as like, because you don't really know where anyone's at at this point. But then when you find out, like, oh, he's just being an asshole to these ladies, which who he only knows one of them because he was an asshole to her. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. she's a total slut. I mean, I wouldn't know firsthand. Well, the way he plays the yeah. scene is great because it's mm-hmm. like he is being nice to her, but you still. The red flag is up yeah. On, yeah. on this guy. And even the way he ends the conversation with like, what are you doing after school? Oh, I don't have any plans. No, I'm busy. And he just turns away from her. Mm. It's really And great. the idea of like, I've got football practice. You could watch me. Like, nobody wants that. It's not exciting. It's not even a game. Like, I could kind of understand a teenager doing that if they're already in a relationship. Like, sorry, I can't out. You can watch me. But yeah. like, I just met you. Watch me play football. <laughs> Ooh, that's weird. No. I hate that she actually goes to practice. Ugh. I'm so disappointed when she shows up at that fence. And I get it's her first day of school. Yeah. This is a person who offered to like fit in with him, but like, uh, don't go to his practice. No. And just and especially like watching from the other side of the fence, like, oh. That I at least felt was like, I don't want him to know that I went to watch his practice. I Maybe mean, I do. I don't know. I haven't decided if I'm doing this yet. It's like a see-through fence. <laughs> Chain link. <laughs> Invisibilia. <laughs> Uh, so the trio shows up. We find out that Nancy also hates Chris right back. So mm-hmm. sorry, Chris. Well, this is where they use how soon is now, right? That's yeah. This is definitely this was this movie was my introduction to Morrissey, even though this mm. isn't actually no. him. This is a cover. But this song was I was like, that's kind of a catchy song. And then mm. I remember I I dated a girl in high school who was really into the Smiths and Morrissey. And I would just like I'd be sitting in the car with her and the shit's playing. And I'd be like. 
is he making this up as he goes along? <laughs> I, I hate this. And I, I, he's got a lot of fans. I'm sorry if you're a fan of the Smiths and Morris and everything, but it's definitely love it or hate it music. I don't think there's mm-hmm. anyone that's like kind of wishy-washy on Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way she, down the street, Sarah reveals that she has scars from cutting her wrists. She seems a little too casual about that, but to each their own. I, I feel like sometimes when you're a teenager, you can be, and you don't realize like, oh, this is like a weird thing to say to somebody I just met. I mean, the idea that like, oh, you even did it the right way. I think this may have been the first time mm-hmm. that was. I feel like a lot of people in our generation learned that from this movie, yeah. which feels irresponsible. Well, but also one of those things that I, it's, we did our research. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, maybe. I just feel like it didn't need to be in there. It should have been misinformation. Yeah, don't Uh, teach me. You even did it the right way. You made three holes on your elbow. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's how you get a cootie shot. (laughs) So they go to a magic magic shop. Not the magic box, though. Not the magic box. But we do have teenagers stealing stuff. Yeah, so our favorite element of season six of Buffy is here. (laughs) When this, my note when this scene started was. This shopkeeper should know what's up with these girls. She does. And then that's my second note. Oh, wait, she does? <laughs> Why does she, she let just, them in the store? Yeah. Because she has so many, like, customers as a magic shop. In- or maybe that's the thing is she has so, so, so few. It's like, even with the stuff they steal, they buy stuff occasionally. I'm probably going to be making better money just letting them steal some of my stuff. Let's talk about this, though. So they're in L.A. Mm-hmm. Except, like, so much of the time, it seems like they are in a small town. And then two seconds, like, every shot at night is them on, like, a scary street that I'm like, yes, they're in L.A. And then, like, their school is, like, in the middle of a forest. <laughs> it's in a secret garden somewhere. And, like, Sarah lives in a suburb. What is happening? Where are we? The, yeah, there there are some, like, location and, and time issues i have in the movie one will come up shortly but it's just it it always feels so weird of like yeah i guess they said they're in la but i don't feel a consistent vision of what la is in this movie at all and like i like that they take you know a bus and they show the bus ride to go to the beach so it's like okay they're not like right on the beach i wish they had done that in some way of like so maybe they're more on the outskirts they're in a suburb of la and it takes them a while to get into like the streets where they go to the magic shop and where the snake guy is and have more of a transition there. But yeah, it does, does feel like... It's like they walk off campus and they're on a like scary... And they're on like Hollywood street. Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> like, where, that's because they're using magic. That's what it is. Yep. Yep. And this is where we hear the term natural witch, that the magic shop... It's magic also the only on. time we see the title on screen on a book that like yes. flashes by for two seconds. Yeah. And that was that's something that struck me as a mm-hmm. kid, too, with all the advertisements and everything was like, that's a weird title. Like, I get it. Witchcraft, mm-hmm. the yeah. craft. Fine. I get what they're going for. But the craft, it, all, it could also be like, oh, these are the edgiest Joanne's Fabrics employees. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would watch that. No, I'm just a- <laughs> <laughs> the climax is dueling cross stitching. Yeah. Uh, I'm just imagining like a really intense montage. How soon is now is playing, but it's just people like crocheting. <laughs> Instead of everything turning into snakes, it's pipe cleaners. <laughs> oh, pipe cleaner fingers. Yes. Uh, I just remember a bunch of girls my age being like, I'm a natural witch. I'm like, that's from a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you did that at that age, but it was definitely like a lot of people like, I'm actually naturally in tune with whatever. All right. Float. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so this is where we get the homeless dude again with yet another snake. Wait a minute. Before that part, really yeah. quick. Yeah. Bef- when they said we're going shopping and Sarah goes, well, but I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. And then Five finger discount. But then they get to the shop and she pays for ev- She does. She pays yeah. for everything. Yeah. Maybe she's just trying to get out of it because she's like, I'm supposed to, she's like making up excuses. Oh, like, I'm supposed to be home. Be. I told my dad I was doing something. I don't have money. I have asthma. <laughs> <laughs> I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. <laughs> uh, I had a friend who I'm was so invited to a party. I'm not going to tell you the context until it gets there. I'm, I'm so gonna nervous. Leave you guys in suspense. <laughs> um, so he was invited to this party by this girl he kind of had went on almost a date with. And this was kind of almost another date, but it was a party. It was one of those weird situations in college. And then they ended up in like a room away from the party talking. I was like, okay, so this is definitely like a date type thing. And something came up where she said something like, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm getting over a really bad uh, head cold. And my friend said he went through the thought process of like, now if I was with one of my friends, I'd say like, well, at least you don't have AIDS. Cause you know, that was the kind of joke you'd make as a dumb, like 20 year olds in theater college but he was like i can't do that that's like way too intense so but he was like but i can't do something like too simple like well at least you don't have the flu like that would mean so like i have kind of mill ground it's like well at least you don't have diabetes (laughs) gets better she does she lifts up her shirt to reveal an insulin pump (laughs) and that uh there was not a third date (laughs) He just was really committed of, I'm going to make this joke. I'm going to make this joke that o- that like only works as a joke as like a shock value joke. And then like... Well, that's my other point is that it's not a joke, but he's really committed to it. But like, I have to censor myself. What's the appropriate level of censorship <laughs> for this girl I just met? Diabetes. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. So then it's the second appearance of... Second appearance of the homeless dude. It's got another snake for her. Where's this guy getting all these snakes? Are you kidding? This film is top to bottom snakes. <laughs> there apparently this is a big problem in LA. Oh, that's what right. There was the big uh, the the snake bloom of the mid nineties. <laughs> uh, uh, so he he follows her and I had a dream about you. Mm-hmm. In the dream, you were dead. That's too. That is just too urgent, right there. <laughs> But the, I remember what this, a terrible pickup line. I still think this is creepy as hell because mm-hmm. at first, it's, like for a while there, I like kind of feel bad for this guy. Like mm-hmm. clearly not all there, but he hasn't yet done anything threatening. Maybe in his mind, because he's just like, it's a cute snake, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, until he says, like in my dream, you were dead. I'm like, get out, get out of there. Still freaking me out. Uh, and then he crosses the street without looking both ways. And we all know what happens when you do that. Gets so run over. Guys. Holy shit. Like, wow. I, I was legitimately surprised this time. I was like, they, they really show I'm getting run the fuck over. It is vicious. The camera angle from under. The, yes. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> you see him go under the wheel. I was like, wow. <laughs> Super dead. They're not the pulling deadest. that punch. They run like across the street again. Now they're in the forest again, suddenly, because where are we? And they're immediately like, we did that. We made it happen. No, he crossed the street yeah. without looking both ways. How do you, like, I, and I, even I, if you made that happen, you shouldn't be so happy about killing a man. Yeah. Well, they're just like, did you think he was about to get hit by a car? I thought he was going to get hit by a car. Everyone on that street thought he was about to get hit by a car because he was crossing a busy street without looking both yeah. ways. There's no crosswalk there. I just thought that was like, y'all are jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Calm down. 
It's not like me being like, I think the water's going to boil on the stove. Yeah, because that's what happens when you turn on the stove. Yeah, but I predicted it. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was trying to wonder if that was the point of it, if it had to be something that could also be labeled a coincidence mm. to absolve them any responsibility, especially from onlookers, like keeping them removed from it. Because it, because it's, yeah, it can't be like he floated up in the air and exploded and his yeah. blood spelled our names on all of the buildings. Mm. Like it's, it, I, I didn't know if they had to keep it mundane and something that could or could not be. Well, yeah. part of it might be a leftover direct idea from an earlier version of the script, which I think you can totally read into the movie that apparently it was more explicit originally that the only one of them who actually had any magical ability was Sarah and that they were all simply leeching off of her mm. and that they never had any magic of their own and they couldn't do anything without her. It Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is because there needs to be this progression of mm-hmm. it. And like, and that's one of the, it's one of the great things about the movie is that mm-hmm. like, I was going to say they, they keep it relatively grounded, but they float. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it, it keeps the scope of it pretty small, but like even the way they use their powers and everything, it's a very like teenage thing to do about like, I'm going to change the color of my eyes and my hair, like whatever. Yeah. And because that, that stuff is them like becoming more powerful, you have to start somewhere really small. Yeah. But I, yeah, I guess I agree that it still should have been something a little bit more like something that looks as mundane as a car accident, but also like, but this is awfully specific. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was like, even like he was in a crosswalk, he had the walk signal, there mm-hmm. is no traffic. And then a car comes the fuck out of nowhere. Or like a car stops, but then something like it's a truck that's carrying something. And that's the thing that hits him where it's like, Oh, there's like a whole nother step that like, that like they made that happen. But yeah, just like, no, you run out into traffic yelling like a crazy man, you might get hit by a car. So they're all excited because there were three of them, but they needed a fourth to complete the circle. And now they have their fourth mana. We'll listen. I mean, just to be technical, it'd be more of a square. There, I do. Rem- I seem to remember the movie getting a little bit of flack, you know, from how inaccurate a lot of this stuff was. I mean, I, oh, and this I'm, isn't based on true story. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Well, like I know um, Fruza Balk was a Wiccan and she mm-hmm. gave them a lot of information and resources. And so some of this is is based in some truth. And I think a lot of, you know, there's maybe some terminology they borrow, but then a lot mm-hmm. of the bigger stuff, right, right down to the, what is it? Man- Manon. Manon. Like that's totally made up. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a French woman's name. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know, like I was reading some stories that like because Fruza Balk like grabbed some like spells from actual wicca books that like there are stories about how on set when the girls mm-hmm. would actually go through a spell some weird shit would happen oh like the tide yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the waves and everything and, like the their generator shut off when they completed a spell sure yeah. the same way that exorcist movies are cursed and, and poltergeist is cursed because yeah. they used real bodies uh i do i remember this speech though about who who or what men all is mm-hmm. i remember liking it the idea of like if God and the devil were playing football. Manon would be on the field on which he's playing. Yeah. And that's such like a great, like, that's going to blow your mind as a teenager. Like, yeah. No, I do. I remember loving that. Yeah. So either that night, the next night, we're not yeah. sure. This is where it's really confusing. Like, did she, what? But she's, w- she's drinking it, beer with Skeet. Like, Chris, sorry. 
Oh, Wait, yeah. That's confusing for me. Your I was, I, with Robin Tunney. We go <laughs> oh. way back. Oh, wow. I don't know why she's bringing it up now. It has nothing to do with the film. I thought, well, oh, that was like when you were doing, uh, when she was doing Vertical Limit. <laughs> Robin Tunney, uh, just after this, came out of Empire Records, right? Mm-hmm. It was right after this. So this mm-hmm. is, it's all a wig. The yeah. whole thing. Which makes a later scene weird. Weird. Yeah, no, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, isn't there a... It's been a while since I've seen Empire Records. Aren't they on the roof a bunch? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of like weird sign. similarity, and also like her character in that also tried to kill themselves. Yeah. By slitting their wrists, but the wrong way. Uh, but very different character. Does it? One has hair, and one, one <laughs> <laughs> does not. Uh, they're drinking beer, and Chris is like. This is, I'm assuming, like, it's, like, their first date, I'm assuming. They have their first... It might be the same night she got there. Yeah, sure. They have their first kiss, and he's like, come over to my parents' house. And she's like, mm, no. The part that really creeps me out is, like, the terrible line of, like, oh, you've got a nice head. It's good for kissing. <laughs> Something about that has always super grossed me out. It's good for... Yeah, the way he says it. Yeah. Good for kissing. And as he, like, leans in, man. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, like, the you can see... Something in him change, or as mm-hmm. his friends are leaving, and they're like, yeah. "See you later," and mm-hmm. he's like, "See ya." Like, is it like, and he's now it's time to put the yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she says, "No, I don't want to." I hate that she apologizes. It mm-hmm. like you would, but you just want to be like, "No." And then come Monday morning, he's told the whole school that not only did she sleep with him, but that she was a lousy lay, the worst he's ever had. Yeah. What a shit. Yeah. Because after their first kiss, she didn't even reject him like out of the gate and say like, never. Yeah. You had one kiss, not a real date because you're it, you're sitting on a roof. Yeah. And because she didn't put out the first night, you have to trash her reputation. This is one of the things I like though, is this feels like a realistic high school asshole. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, I, what's her name? The Rochelle's... Um, oh, yeah. Christine Taylor's character. Yeah. Yeah. She has moments where it's like we're in eighties movie bully yeah, territory that, here. That's that's one of the one of the few teenage characters that I, I really don't think they nail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is sad because like that seems like it would be a really important part of the story to tell like what would the female bully character be mm-hmm. for this group of girls? Or mm-hmm. at least one of them. I really I really uh identified with Sarah's character. Just you know, like mm-hmm. not really having when she gets to that school, not really having a click. Um, I was the new kid around this age, 1990s. Yeah, this would have been right when we moved from North Carolina oh, wow. to Lyle. So I was the new kid. I didn't have a group. And just kind of a lot of her reactions, like, at least in the beginning, not super confident. Like, even the way mm-hmm. she approaches Chris, Chris isn't by, like, shoving him to into a locker and screaming at him, but just like, how would you do that? I didn't mm-hmm, do anything no. to you. Why would you tell people that? Like, I could see myself having that very much, like, this is as much as I'm able to stick up for myself. No. And her... When yeah, and the whole thing like her goal with the witchcraft isn't to get revenge on him. No, it's for him to like her. Yeah, oh, it's so sad. Uh, But I like again. That's another thing I like about the movie that it has like the realistic thing where it would be so easy to make it like the revenge story of like I'm gonna get that bastard, Mm -hmm. and it's totally not that. Oh, he has that terrible. um, I don't want to go out with you again. Oh my god! Please stop begging. It's pathetic. Like fuck you Ugh. so hard. And then we see Rochelle at dive practice. Christine Taylor plays the mean girl. I don't really remember her mean girl. I think yeah. is it. You know what? So for as is con- like a little over the top as some of this gets later. This is another thing that does feel 
kind of spot on though with she's just sitting on the side of the pool with her friend yeah and you see the giggling like i'm aware that it's about me mm-hmm. and yeah and just the and kind of the mannerisms yeah. and the way she's like mm-hmm. we're we're waiting any oh, day now yeah. like that stuff is she is she's a good actress yeah. yeah it's just yeah there's i think it's it's really more the dialogue as it keeps coming from that character it's just like what do you and even when it starts with shark i'm like okay uh, i can let that pass but then, like, when she keeps talking, it's like, oh, my God, this is a caricature. <laughs> the locker room talk of, like, you know, there's a pubic hair in my brush. It's one of Rochelle's little nappy hairs. The thing about teenage bullying is it's never clever or no. good. No, It's always just, like, you were, but it still hurts your feelings. Like, why are you being mean? You know what I had a different reaction to this time is the line about, like, do you really want to know? Like, you really want to know I don't like you? Like, mm-hmm. I don't like Negroids. I remember the first time watching this, that line, like just like feeling like a punch in the stomach of just like, wow, like I, that's not what I expected her to say. Mm -hmm. Like, holy shit. And, and this time, and I, and I, I read that that was added after Rachel True was cast, that some of like that aspect was added because a person of color was now playing this part. Mm -hmm. And I watching it this time, I guess I felt like having that implication in there would have been great being this overt about just like, yeah. Hey, I'm racist. I just don't think like a 17 year old girl, if she, if, if that girl is racist, she doesn't think she's racist. I don't want to say that. Like, I know everyone's experiences, mm-hmm. but it does seem super unlikely that in LA in 1996, that someone is going to proudly use that make up this terrible term, yeah. right? That's not a real thing. And like, if it, if it ever was, it definitely wasn't in the 1990s. I mean, uh, even just so, so the stuff as simple as the yeah. joke about, Oh, it's one of your nappy hairs. And yeah, that's subtle where it's like racist, but like you could, you could play it off as just being like, Oh, it's just being descriptive. Like that's the kind of racism that I think it would be more prevalent and more interesting of a story to tell of like, I'm just going to say a bunch of slurs at you. It's like, that's, it's not an interesting story to tell. It feels this like character. wrong era, wrong yeah. uh, area of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just want to clarify, like what I meant when about this is like even if she has these prejudices and everything, mm-hmm. it's the it's a girl that if you asked her, like, are you racist, she'd be offended. Mm-hmm. Like, th- like that's how it strikes me. So yeah. when she just announces, no, I am, and I own it, yeah. it's kind of like, <laughs> okay, yeah, it'd be more like three no, things about I me. Honest- <laughs> I honestly thought there was a pubic hair in my brush. I can't help it if her hair looks like, like that's yeah. what it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I feel like there's also like a more of a powerlessness that, that the, the Rich Drew's, the Rochelle character would feel of like, there's so much less I can do. If somebody is just like calling you slurs in a school in the nineties in LA, that, that other kid's probably going to get expelled if you went exactly. to a teacher. Like, yeah. But if you have like these microaggressions, I mm-hmm. guess it would be. Yeah. And you know, the only part of it that like I, cause like I said, I do like that that aspect is in there. I would want them to keep it even if mm-hmm. they, you know, if it weren't so overt, but there is also that part about when you're being bullied, sometimes it is sort of like, why me? Like, yeah. what did yeah. I do? I like that she asks because that's, that's the kind mm-hmm. of thing that I would always want to ask people that said mean things to me, but never have the gut. So I mm-hmm. like that she like, you can see her gather herself and be like, what is your problem? Well, but I, yeah. and I guess what I'm saying is like, but then if like, there is no reason or there's no good reason. But you have your suspicions, but no, like yeah. here is laid out exactly mm-hmm. why I'm being mean. Cause there's just, that's such a big part of like, if you've ever, 
you know, felt bullied or whatever, the frustration of just like, what did I, what am I doing wrong? Like, what, what is it about me? What do I need to change so that this stops? Mm -hmm. And I, there's probably, there's like, it's so arbitrary. It's so Mm -hmm. often based on nothing. Uh, We get Bonnie at gene therapy. Oh, Mm. that, yeah. Oh man. I I remember I I mentioned that I was watching this a couple days ago and somebody was like, I remember watching that movie. All I can remember is like a horrible medical procedure that happens to somebody's back. I was like, that's kind of understandable. Like if you saw this at the right age and this, that would be really memorable. It's that macro close up oh. of the needle. And because it's so impactful, <laughs> literally. <laughs> no, I mean, when I, the very first time when they just place it in her skin, like yeah. before it even, the procedure even starts, it's just the, just the insertion of it is like, so like visceral mm. and like, ah. Oh. And so that then when they show you what this actually entails of the, the bam, 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 bam. It's like, oh my God, that, and she sells it so well. And like, she's trying so hard not to move Mm -hmm. and oh God, you feel so bad for her. Do you guys know that this is based on any real shit people have to do? I didn't actually look that up. I just pray to God that this is not near reality, that no one has to go through this because, oh my God, it looks awful. I I know there's definitely like medical procedures that are like really horrifying to go through, but I don't know if this is specifically based on a real treatment. Can we also say that the doctor calls it non-invasive and not that painful? Maybe she's trying to like, if I just sell it really, that it's not that bad, she won't like notice. Oh, I just meant strapping you to the bed. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is a whole oh, meant, other ball of wax over for here. Me. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> if you were worried about me, I even like her description of the procedure. Like you're gonna feel a little prick, and then more as it goes on. And like you said, it's like bang, bang, bang. Like, <laughs> Doctor's pinhead. <laughs> what the hell's happening here? <laughs> we're obviously going through the trio and seeing like mm-hmm. what their days are like, and then we get Nancy's home life. she's not great this is another thing where when it started i was like this is going to be a cartoon like i and i guess it it, it is it just it is Mm -hmm. but the actors are so good Mm -hmm. that like there's there's a lot of this i i went with even though they sell it more than they have any right to sell it yeah Yeah. uh you know a fat hairy guy with a wife beater and then the 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 wife characters like the made-up hair in the, mm-hmm. I'm pink and you know what I'm good for like oh, all of yeah. that shit yeah. where, where it's like I read that people considered it a goof that Nancy has this home life but goes to this prestigious school that I did I that is in my notes I was gonna bring that up I, I mean I feel like there's scholarship cases okay like there's I know yeah. like the I know that the private schools in Chicago they take a certain number of kids in charity yeah, yeah um, I could easily be that yeah, it was just, it's one of those things that never occurred to me any of the other yeah. times I yeah. had watched this. And then just this time I was like, oh, because I had forgotten it was this like private. Yeah, you know. I think because like I went to public school and like you have people from all these different, you know, um, economic backgrounds. So you mm-hmm. just kind of like, yeah, that's, yeah. I remembered it just kind of being a regular high school and the whole thing. about. Yeah. But I, I can see why they did this. The idea of like the, the it's because it's a Catholic school yeah. and they go and they sit during mass and meanwhile... You know, the other thing that's like really unusual about these four is yeah. mm-hmm. I can see why they did. They went that way. This is the this is the, the scene that ends with her going back into her bedroom. Yeah. Because like the power goes off in the trailer oh, yeah. and then there's the hole in the roof. So it's raining on her as she lies in bed, which is yeah. really effective. But, you know, what Mike was saying about them selling it. Mm-hmm. 
I remember at which what point it got me back because it was like, oh, okay, mm. here we go. Oh, these there. I remembered she had a not great home life. Yeah. I didn't remember it being like this much of a cartoon. But then like when the power goes out and she's like, I gave you money. And the way he responds, like yeah. he's not even looking at her. It's the storm, Grace. It's the connection, Grace. Like mm. I was like, all right, and I'm back. <laughs> that's, that, yeah, it was good. Uh, the next week, Bonnie's already looking more confident. She said some layers. I do mm. like her, like, changing her fashion. Oh, wait. Did we get to that part where she... We haven't gotten it completely, but, like, this is... We haven't gotten to them taking off the skin, but she's already wearing short sleeves. Well, it's like... It's, she, I think it's just feeling more confident in general, where right. she doesn't feel the need to, like, quite cocoon as much. Even if she's still not going to, like, show any of her scars, she's going to not be, like... Whoa. It's a little bit, even, I mean, maybe not even aesthetic, but more about like, I have my trio, mm-hmm. we have a little, or I have like, foursome, thank you. <laughs> um, we have a little power and just maybe feeling like less mm-hmm. threatened. Yeah. Yeah. They take a field trip to the countryside. I would love the version of this movie that was just a really long bus ride with these four characters on like a random <laughs> bus. I, I This is the first time I've had that thought, but I was like. That would be fantastic. It was just like these four teenage witches who actually have witch powers just stuck on a bus for like seven hours. And what happens on that bus ride? I do like that wide shot of the mm-hmm. the kid that's just staring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then staring the kid down. Mm-hmm. And when they get off, we get that great line about mm-hmm. um, watch out for them weirdos. And I just realized it's, uh, it's the guy from Tremors, the bus driver. Oh. Uh, so they're doing a spell, drinking blood is gross don't do that only a couple drops it's mostly isn't it mostly wine they're yeah. fine <laughs> they're asking for what they want but in like kind of poetic way <laughs> like they're trying to be kind of subtle about it uh, uh, trying is the key <laughs> word there so uh Rochelle says i want to not hate like races pieces of shit <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah sarah says i want to love myself more and chris <laughs> Uh, Bonnie says, I want beauty inside and out for my scars. And Nancy says, I want all the power of Menon. <laughs> Is that all? Is that it? Just not all the power of God or the devil. But Can I get you some more. donuts too? What else do? <laughs> and then she like gulps down. Yeah. Everyone else just kind of takes a sip and then she's like, I am making sure. <laughs> and then the next day at school, Chris immediately has a turnaround and he's... Ooh. I really... I like the way this plays out with him. It's just the look on his face. He's like, he doesn't understand Yes. <laughs> and I... I honestly like. I, I guess Skeet Ulrich is another guy that I. I. It would be very easy to write off, and mm-hmm. I'm not terribly yeah. familiar with a lot of his work outside of. What about uh, Chill Factor? Chill Factor, yes, thank you. <laughs> the action movie about an ice cream truck. <laughs> we should watch that. Oh God, it's so <laughs> insane. But I, my point was just that he does this very well. He he mm-hmm. was much better in this movie than I remembered, and I all these different. Ver, like shades of this character that I had forgotten this role required of him. And I, I love this. I love the looks back to her. I love the way he trails mm-hmm. them yeah. when they walk out of class. He and like looks, he looks like he's in a trance. Like yeah. Just, her giving him these orders is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like this is the, you know, it was talking about Buffy breaking the swim team guy's nose, which yeah. is just like carry my books and Bonnie's. She has a bad back. And they, yeah. he stays standing when everyone yeah. else sits down. Everyone's laughing at him. him. Yeah. Yeah. I like the little comment where I think I think it's Breckenmeyer, maybe it's the other stoner. Is like, come on, Stepford boy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they play light as a feather, stiff as a board. Have you guys played? 
No. So I didn't, unfortunately, oh, I wish I'd gone to a lot of sleepovers with 15-year-old <laughs> girls when I was in high school, but... Important. In high school. Nothing. Yeah, believe me, that was intentional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, no, not a lot of light as a feather, stiff as a board with the with, with the fellas. This is another thing that... I'm that would just be a boner joke. Really <laughs> <laughs> stiff as a board. <laughs> Like I had to ask because it's one of those things. I can I never thought boys did this kind of thing, but it's interesting how universal this is with girls. Why did we do this? Because of this movie, or did it predate this? I think it definitely predates it. It predates well, no the game, but I mean for you. That's it. I don't know what the chicken and the egg thing is here. <laughs> well, because I remember even when I first saw it, when the one says it and the other three are like, "What's that?" I'm like, "You're expecting me to believe that the three girls most interested in witchcraft." In high school, the 1990s, nobody's ever mentioned light as a feather, stiff as a board to you. Come on. That's like the first thing. Yeah, that's like, oh, so have you, have you done that? Oh, what's that? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no way. Light as a feather, stiff as a board never works, by the way. Yeah. And everyone, oh, weird. Oh, everyone always... <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually levitate people? <laughs> and But everyone always claims like... No, you really felt like you were off the ground like two inches. Like, you know what? Okay, happen. when you're doing like a, a Ouija board or whatever, yeah, yeah. There's there's some ambiguity there about like, okay, who's moving it? Mm-hmm. Not me, I swear. Yeah, light as a feather, stiff <laughs> as a board is a little harder to be like. No, it really works. <laughs> you were like five feet in the air. <laughs> you didn't feel <gasps> that. You know what I noticed about this scene, and uh, this could be totally wrong, but and actually, it's something I noticed the very first time I watched it is that Nev Campbell, the bon- Bonnie seems to have gone through her transformation in this scene before we've seen her mm. walk into class transformed. Mm. And I so I just wondered if originally this happened later in the oh, story. I, w- I do feel like there must have been some editing room jostling and that might attribute to some of the like, confusion of like what day is this and where are we mm. um because even like the, the when she shows up to class in short sleeves like she should be showing scars mostly for me the way the easiest way to track it in these moments of the movie is her hair like mm. because yeah. it's, it's the oily the yeah. yeah and then once you know the scars are gone and she shows up with a new outfit and her a different hairstyle in this scene she has the different yeah. mm-hmm. that mm. different hairstyle so this scene, I had myself looking up the writers, um, mm. which are two dudes. Yeah, and the director too. I don't know their names offhand, and I find that really surprising, mm. just because I find the relationship between these four girls really natural. Mm. Well, I thought the same thing about the director, who yeah, he's one of the he's credited as the co-writer Andrew Fleming, and he also directed um, the Nancy Drew movie. Yeah, uh, but there was something else in there that was another uh, another female centric movie, and then he I, there was like an interview with him or maybe one of the leads in this movie. Somebody at some point said yeah. that one of his actresses at one point told him, "It's like it's because deep down you are kind of like a fifteen year old girl, <laughs> like the way the things you get giddy about and yeah. the way you yeah. react to things." And that was a moment where it kind of clicked for him about like, oh, yeah, I guess I do just kind of intuitively understand a lot of this. Yeah, I I was really impressed that throughout the movie. And I was wondering how much of this was just like letting the girls naturally interact, how much mm-hmm. was influenced by the actresses, because it really felt like a little nostalgic for me. Like, oh, yeah, I remember being 15. <laughs> <laughs> then we're at dive practice uh, and Laura's hair is coming out. Oh, that's a really great effect. Mm. Yeah, it is. That like when she, I remember that. I, yeah, I remember the first time I watched this. Like when she like kind of p- pulls her hair apart, and you see the mm. the scab and the wound. Like I remember all of us in the room watching it. We were all just like, "Oh, 
Oh, oh. man, that's it's really well, nasty. And mm-hmm. I feel like anyone has had that moment where, like, you know, like how she takes off the swim cap and like some hair comes with it, and like you're pulling on it, but then it just won't stop coming. I feel like everyone's had that moment where, like, you know put your fingers through your hair or brush and you're like that's a lot of hair coming out like mm-hmm. what is, is this and this normal? is all one shot too from yeah. the, like the oh. pulling the cap off to the what the fuck to the discovery and mm-hmm. like that's all one shot yep. her friends coming around to be like oh my god did you hit your head i'd say overall the effects in this movie are also really good that's something that holds up better than you would think mm-hmm. a 1990s witch movie would yeah effects wise and then this is when we get bonnie's uh follow-up visit at the doctor and they warn her, like, oh, we might have to do this several times. Please, God, no. Mm. And then they just wipe away. They just wipe away. And you get that mm. weird camera going on behind her where she gets to see it just mm-hmm. gradually. Okay, guys, this is just Elmer's glue this whole time. <laughs> her mom did it to her <laughs> to keep her in line. <laughs> it was like the most intensive Munchausen by proxy ever, where it's just like, it's like, Quietly at night, turn her over and apply to Elmer's glue. <laughs> or like a way to control your daughter, like, so you don't go out of the house dressed like a slut. Like, I'm going to make sure that, like, you can't show that much skin. <laughs> well, we never get the backstory on where the scars came from. That's maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, like, it's very possible maybe. that's yeah. what it is. I'm pretty they sure. Took a blowtorch. So I've talked about the girls' interactions, and Chris, you said you found, like, the dudes interacting uh, in the first class saying pretty natural. What about this interaction? Oh, the, oh, you blind, Harry Palms? Yeah. He's like, Harry Palms, you could go blind, dude. <laughs> I, yeah, I was watching this, like, I, we talk about other things. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, I don't think even in high school anyone really believed it at that point. Like, oh, no, I really heard it. There's, there's this thing where... Or that, like... The masturbation's like the hot topic that we're all just like. I mean, we all do it, right? Yeah. I remember a guy. What's the hot goss on uh, your bait? <laughs> the, there was a <laughs> your bait. The uh, I, I remember my friend on the bus one morning being like, "Fuck, you know it works really well. Just spit in your hand a bunch of times. I mean, like a lot. Like when it starts to feel like too much." And I just remember being like, "This is not. There's uh, this." Is, don't do this. <laughs> this isn't an established thing. This isn't something we talk about. I'm not interested in your technique. Uh, there was one day in lunch in high school where uh, there was a big commotion coming from like the table to people. Over- no, I think it was the table next to me because I remember running very fast. <laughs> <laughs> where one of the boys uh, had one of those orange prescription pill bottles full of his own jizz. Why? <laughs> I don't to prove that he had made the transition. I of like, don't know, look. but his friends were teasing him about it, and yeah. then it burst. <laughs> it got all over all of them. <laughs> Hence, why I, why I ran away. You don't want to get splashed. Then it turned oh. into the vomiting scene from Problem Child Two. Because they're all covered in jizz. Everyone just staring at their hands and their arms like, oh. Oh, my uh, God. To this day, I'm like, what was happening there? (laughs) Boys are weird. That that really does feel like bullshit. White stuff doesn't come out of your dick. No, I swear to God. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Why in a prescription pill? (laughs) Well, you just grab whatever's nearby. (laughs) He didn't have any, like, film canisters. Tupperware. Um, I feel like a line coming up soon uh, applies to this uh, very situation. You're white, honey. Just deal with it. Because you're you're white from all the... 
<laughs> just deal with it. That feels like a lockdown the cafeteria, put on some hazmat suits. There is someone's DNA all over the lunchroom. <laughs> so Bonnie waltzes into class and all the boys are sharing her question. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. She mm-hmm. shed her her layers mm-hmm. and flaunting it. In general, I like the transition of quiet, thoughtful Bonnie mm-hmm. into not just more confident, but also kind of narcissistic yeah. Bonnie. Yeah. It would have been nice if it had just been slightly more gradual than like yeah. the second she walks in, she's already got the quippy comeback about her pedicure. It's like, well. Yeah, I, 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 I really like that transition. Not that like I love narcissistic Bonnie, but you would totally understand why the person that Bonnie was would turn into the one. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, but just, so just like, even this is enough, just the, the attention she gets here from boys for the first mm-hmm. time, the way everybody's all of a sudden looking at her, that it doesn't take long to then. Yeah. She doesn't have to be bitchy about it right away. Yeah. Right. That's all. Just that first, you'd that be more first gleeful. Line. Just like a moment of just been like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like, enjoying it. That's, this isn't it. Yeah. And this is where we get the stepfather groping Nancy. Uh, and also it's like such a weirdly specific trope to like white trash characters of like, they're always into incest because mm-hmm. it's like, I guess that's the same as hillbillies and that's the hillbilly trope, right? Okay. Well, it's not incest because he's her s- it's still stepdad step and it's, it's a child. It's like, still crossing I, a line. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely disgusting. It's just. I mean, it's not biological incest, right. but it's like I mean, like Rob Zombie's Halloween remake yeah, does the same fucking the, thing. Which is like, do you have to? They're already disgusting. Yeah. You don't need to really yeah. like, yeah. Um, but then uh, he goes to hit her mom, and she screams at him, and he mm-hmm. has a heart attack. Did she cause it, or did he have a heart attack because she made the toaster blow up? Well, you don't know. <laughs> the old man eating toaster. <laughs> But either way, they get an insurance payout for a whopping $175,000. Here's the thing. I love that it's a realistic amount of yes. money. Yes. I love that. But then they buy like a superstar condo. That's so because I knew where this was going. Yep. I remembered this part of the movie. So when he said it's for $175,000, I had the same reaction yep. of like, yes, probably. But wait yeah because yeah. that in another year or two they're going to be right back in that trailer yeah, exactly right i was trying to do the math like i actually like got out a calculator like what would their rent need to be yeah for, and how long would they need to stay there because it's not just the apartment because they say mm-hmm. it's an apartment so it's they're paying rent they didn't uh-huh. buy it it's also the jukebox the, the new clothes. couch yeah i'm fairly certain she got a new car because she drives that red convertible later. Yes. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, unrealistic uh, expectations. Like, you're a month, probably. Yeah. Like, with the car payment. through that money. Yeah. Even if Which, the movie didn't end the way it did, she was not going to be living in that. that no. That's realistic, too, about sure. them being irresponsible yeah. with money. And then I guess maybe the thing I was thinking later was like, well, if they got this sum of money through witchcraft, maybe when it runs out, That's by that point, she'll be powerful enough to... Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's probably how that bookshop owner is keeping the lights yeah. on. <laughs> killing lots of people. Or just, like, or just, yeah, using her magic to mm-hmm. to make, because it's certainly not coming from that store. How dumb are we that when we were all talking about spells, <laughs> we would do, nobody said just create money. Because I'm not a greedy fuck. <laughs> yeah, and that also just feels like there's something a little bit too evil about that. Of just like, I'm just going to make money. Mm. <laughs> 
Also, this is a scene where I noticed that this is uh, the mom is Helen Shaver from Tremors 2. Big oh Tremors thing. Oh my thing. gosh. Wow. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. I was like, how do I know her? Who is she? I was like, Tremors 2. Tremors 2. I feel so bad for her character. Like, not only did she have an abusive husband, we don't know what happened to the first one. Widow, another abusive husband, we don't know. Oh, no, she said the she didn't have a first husband. She was maybe a prostitute. Oh, even. yeah. So even worse. And then, like, so her husband dies, and, like, she's clearly lonely, and her, her daughter is still kind of being a shit for her. I just feel bad for her. I want the girls to just kind of be like, we'll hang out with you. The one fun. thing I think about a lot more nowadays than I ever did when I first saw the movie is at the very end of the film, like, oh, that poor mom. Oh, yeah. Mm. Just like, oh, God, what a horrible, like, to just, uh Well, the moment where she wants to hang out with them let's have a house where they just slam the door in her face like yeah it's shitty but that's so that's another really authentic moment oh it's it's really authentic i just feel bad for her there are a lot of things i look back on now things i said or did to my mom as a Mm -hmm. teenager i'm just like and i i have apologized her i gave like a blanket apology at one point of like i i was i'm sorry i talked to you when i was a teenager (laughs) at all ever So then we get the glamour spell, mm-hmm. uh, and first she does the peekaboo, the eye change color with everyone's not impressed with, yeah. especially Nancy. Like, Ugh. I like that. I like yeah. the like she's like bigger, and they're like bigger, bigger. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that felt really cute. Um, then she changes the color of her hair. Oh my god, <laughs> is this Technicolor? Is that what this is? It's. I mean, it's definitely like optical. It's yeah. instead of just putting a different well, wig on her i i don't mind it for the yes part exactly of then just cut to uh, her in a wig because she's already in a fucking wig i think it's just too time consuming it must have just been like we're it, just yeah it must be a budget thing because there's no reason you wouldn't do that it would make the effect 10 times better yeah so they like what like change the color in post and just uh-huh. like literally color on the film that's it yeah. yeah well i mean not let me maybe not on the film but yeah. like yeah that's the idea Another thing that kind of bugged me is that one of the girls makes a joke. I'm like, you look like Lonnie Anderson. And granted, <laughs> I am a person who makes jokes about like people who were famous entertainers long before I was born. But like these four teenage girls in 1996, they're going to reference like somebody who hadn't been relevant for at least 10 years. Like that's you say Pam Anderson. If you're going <laughs> to name a famous Anderson blonde. That it's is really definitely weird. not something those teenagers would reference. I didn't no, catch that. that. That was like one thing where it was like, that's Alexander Fleming, not, not the <laughs> cast. <laughs> uh, so later we get Chris shouting at Sarah's window. I love this part. I love the, like, <laughs> when he goes, hey, why didn't you answer your phone? It's 3.30 in the morning. Like, oh. that That's a good that's, reason. That's a good reason. <laughs> And he already wants to move in together. I love that. Oh, I laughed out you. loud. I was just thinking, I think we should move in together. I laughed out loud. That's really good. I love this whole scene right up until dad puts the flashlight in his face. Can I help you? Nobody, Nobody can. can. It's like he, he plays it just right where he knows it's a joke. Fuck. I, oh, God. I really love this part a lot. I think we should move in together. <laughs> Oh my god! Are you high? Uh, and the way that it's like—I it, mean, look, look, we're all laughing. It's funny, and she yeah. plays it as like sort of amused, but also like this is becoming a problem. Yeah. yeah. They go back to the magic shop, uh, and she says, "You can't undo a love spell." What if you just did a hate spell? <laughs> and then you'd have a—you di- uh, but to be as Ooh. passionate 
about his hatred for her as he is about his love for her? No. No. An invisibilia spell, so he can't see you. They just like, Sarah! <laughs> Sarah! Wandering the grounds. <laughs> Find out that whatever you sent out, you get back times three. Is that the power of three times three? That, say that later, that mm-hmm. it is, but that's the power of three times two. Wait. No, one this times is the power three. of three. <laughs> that's yeah, it. that's it. I mean, I get that maybe racist bitch um, didn't deserve to have all her hair fall mm-hmm. out. But like, I don't think Rochelle deserved it. No. You know, it just kind of feels like Karma's got some things. Because also Bonnie, like, she got to be kind of a narcissistic prick at the end. But like, the girl went through enough of her life you know feeling ashamed of her scars i don't know the the idea that like all witchcraft has karma even Mm -hmm. if it's not a bad spell feels like well Well, you know there also is that line about it the magic magic itself is not good or bad mm -hmm. it's it all comes down to the person using it and how it's being used and so the fact that the spells aren't like I mean, obviously they're not altruistic. They have to be selfish to some mm-hmm. one way or another. But the fact that the these spells wind up being about consequences for other people around them versus like yeah. something that is specific to them. Bonnie would be the exception to this. Like Bonnie's mm-hmm. thing was uh, just about her. It wasn't about payback yep. for anyone around her. And also I just kind of feel like it's not terribly brought up again. Like, yeah, they face consequences, but it's not like you see... Bonnie with her scars again, or Rochelle actually losing her hair. They see that like mirror image, like ah, yeah. But it's like, why bring that up if you're not gonna really bring it back, or like really stick to what? The ending is a little unsatisfying for this reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they go to the beach to invoke the spirit. Spirit. Some people hear it. Some people fear it. Spirit. Some people just won't go near it. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I don't know what that was. What <laughs> the hell you don't? What are we doing? <laughs> what was that? Spirit. Some people hear it. Some people fear it. Spirit. Some people just won't go near it. Nope. Take a guess where it's from. It's me. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Add a number. There we go. Okay. <laughs> For now on, anytime you speak, you're gonna guess Ghostbusters because, like, the last three episodes, it, it's 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 usually Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, so they each bring an animal to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Well, they all well, like reflect the characters' motivations. Yeah, and did they what know that it know? was gonna and badly for the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Rochelle brings a fish. She's a diver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonnie brings a butterfly. She wants to be pretty. Mm-hmm. Nancy brings a snake because she is one. Sarah brings the bird because... It's a love bird. Ah, there you go. That's it. I love a butterfly. Frankly, she brings a snake. She's a snake. Oh. <laughs> she's yeah. like, what best defines me? Snakes. <laughs> well, she says later they're powerful and she does want power. Mm-hmm. So Sarah talks to Nancy and kind of opens up about her hallucinations that mm. um, drove her to cut her wrists. We don't really get an explanation for 
what caused these hallucinations, did we? I would assume it's magic, but that is purely assumption. Especially because of what we find out about her mom later. Mm-hmm. And the and I think her natural ability, whatever, it, mm-hmm. it that comes from mom. So something about the mm-hmm. lineage yeah. that... Wait, what are the what is it? Maybe I missed this. What are the hallucinations she's talking about? She she had, she had like the weird dream early on, and then didn't she see like the picture move? Well, no. In this, I'm talking about how in this moment Sarah is explaining to Nancy yeah. that just before she cut her list, her wrist, she was seeing bugs and snakes yeah. and that's everywhere. Uh, okay, and Nancy uses that information later to torture her. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's saying that all, all she, you know, she closed her eyes and or opened her eyes and they weren't gone. She expected them to be gone, but they weren't. So she mm-hmm. cut her wrist to make them go away. So, so to me this yeah, okay, that's what I thought we were talking about. I yeah, I really thought it was her n- not understanding or being able to control powers that were just starting yeah. to emerge especially in like the adolescence that mm-hmm. whole angle of it she's probably feeling something strongly just for some other reason and that's why the bugs uh, so they call the corners lightning strikes nancy by the power of grayskull <laughs> <laughs> i have the power this is where oh boy <laughs> So much for things being grounded, like yeah. the and like what Mike was saying about the effects. Like, yeah, the levitation looked really good. This mm-hmm. moment the next morning with Nancy walking on the water for a modestly budgeted mid nineties yeah. movie, it looks pretty good. Yeah. yeah, with the lightning striking Nancy is. It's a little. This is where the movie's gonna start to take a turn for me it's gonna become the second movie that it is yeah it, it is very different from and it point still on. has its moments and Fruza yeah. bulk gets to do amazing mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. like because of the the turn her character takes yeah. but in general just like i i so totally love the first two thirds of this because it it almost has sort of a heather's vibe to it mm-hmm. and then it just feels like well we've got this movie about witches it has to end with like a witch battle and yeah. like and it just it feels like if they had been as creative about this final third mm-hmm. as they were about the first two thirds, I don't know. It just yeah. it stops being about this genuine evolution of the friendship between these mm-hmm. four girls and mm-hmm. just kind of devolves into. And I I really would like to see the the version of this movie where the second half like maybe things escalate a little bit, but you're still never a hundred percent sure that they even have any magic powers, mm-hmm. like. Like, it's like, there's weird stuff happening, like, there's probably magic, but it's not like, I'm floating and making snakes fly at you. It's like, (laughs) there's like weird shit happening that's what we want to happen, but it's like, but maybe there's, it's not quite like magic superpowers. I guess I shouldn't say like, there is some magic, obviously, but not like, it doesn't go like full tilt magic. It's more like little spells. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like that's the purpose of this spell, though. Like when she gets the book and she's and the spell owner's like, "You want to invoke the spirit? That is some crazy shit. It can go bad." Like, so we need to see that. And yeah. I, it's what frustrates me about Nancy's storyline is that one, I don't understand her request. I understand that Nancy feels powerless in her home life and just wants to feel more in control and powerful, but. The way that they went about it is very abstract. Mm. And even the result of the spell of what invoking the spirit means Mm -hmm. um, and what happens to Nancy is very vague and kind of left up for me to assume. 
Mm. Well, there's, you know, the point about like, look, if we're going to be told this is too powerful, you can't handle this, then, then yes, actually we want to see that. If like, well, what does that look like? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. That, okay, so maybe you don't want to leave that totally ambiguous. Well, here's my other problem with it is that like, if you are going to double down on the special effects, if that's going to start to Mm -hmm. take precedence over the relationship of the girls towards the end, then the other part of it that feels unsatisfying is it just doesn't, there's a real lack of imagination to how the powers are being used in the third act, which is why it gets a little boring. And especially Mm. like, I like that we see that final confrontation, the way Nancy is going to try and psychologically attack Mm -hmm. Sarah based on the trauma she had earlier. That's a fantastic idea. That imagery is so similar to shit we have already seen. Like we don't need one more snake in this movie. Everything turns into fucking snakes. And so while there are effective moments in that final set piece, you know, there's some, there is some really disturbing sure. imagery and shit in there. Just in general, it just kind of, there just needed to be a little bit more variety. I just wanted to see something beyond. Yeah. It, the, the idea of it being not just some generalized idea of like spooky things, snakes and bugs, mm-hmm. even though they address it as this is something the character experienced, it doesn't feel like somebody's individual nightmare. Mm-hmm. It feels like this is a haunted house of spooky things as opposed to like, you know that one weird dream I had where, like, all of a sudden, like, my hand couldn't move, and then there was, like, a snake on my hand, and I couldn't move my hand, I kept looking at my hand, where it's something very specific and it feels yeah. personal. It just feels like, you know. That's a good going point. Going through a ride. Yeah, good point. Uh, so the next morning, like, she has that walking on water thing, and then this is another thing that I've never understood. We've got all those dead sharks um is it just sharks is there, i think there's a dolphin in there oh, yeah. um and she says like these are my gifts are they well i like it's kind of Im- yeah. ambiguous because it's like the that's how she interprets it or interprets it but you can also see how concerned the other three look that's like oh shit we're dealing with like really dark stuff that's killing these giant animals yeah we so. fucked up like yeah. that and it's actually a really great shot where it's like the wide shot with Nancy in the foreground, like over, like it's beautiful. And then just behind her, all three of them are at different focal points, like, you know, in the background. Mm-hmm. And like, you can just see all of them standing there like, oh, oh shit. Mm-hmm. So the shark line earlier from Christine Taylor was foreshadowing. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and then at this point, Sarah's done, right? Like they're, they're coming back and she's just like, I think we need to hold off. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is going to be very and see this is what I was saying earlier. This is how I know the movie is totally disinterested in Sarah's uh, Nancy's jealousy of Sarah because they don't come after her because Sarah got too popular with the other girls or is is more powerful, so she turns the other two against her. That's not really what happens. What no. happens is she Sarah decides she's leaving the group, and then that's when she becomes public enemy number one. If Sarah, if Nancy were that jealous and threatened, this is great news for her mm. that now she's got the other two subservient to her again. Sarah's not in the picture. Instead, it's because Sarah's not in the picture that she sends the other two after them. And I, and I know that it, like the other part of it is that like you know Sarah starts casting spells against her or like mm-hmm. to to binding, bind her like yeah. that's a part of it too. But and maybe this is another thing that has to do with the editing, but. Bonnie and Rochelle are get very wishy-washy 
here between whether like they're concerned or not and whose side they're on and not in a way where you feel like they're being manipulated by Mm -hmm. Nancy in a way that just feels like there's a scene missing. It doesn't feel motivated for them. It just feels like, well, in this scene, we kind of need them to go this way. And this scene, we kind of need them to go that way Mm -hmm. as opposed to feeling like natural evolutions of like where these characters are at, seeing some scene of, you know, Nancy kind of subtly manipulating them and like, what, do you want to have your scars back? Exactly. That's like, what it's missing. Uh, okay. Yeah. If it comes off more as like, Nancy's just like offended that like, what you're not, we're, we're not good enough for you anymore. If that was somehow motivated, I could see that maybe working, but just, yeah, it just seems very amorphous of like, why are you so mad at her for leaving? It's just, they, they underline that stuff more than they do. Yeah. And the jealousy and everything. So that like, is and even a line, like, you know, in the old days, if a witch left her coven, they'd kill her. And so then that, that becomes sort of the explanation for what Sarah's about to endure mm-hmm. as opposed to mm-hmm. the moment that they all confront her in the bathroom. And you're like, I get why Nancy is behaving this way. But now Rochelle and Bonnie are behaving like different characters all of a sudden. And then I would totally buy it. If the scene before that is Nancy going, like if, you know, if, if there's a conversation about like, if she wants to leave, just let her leave. And, and Nancy having to be like, do you want to go back to Mm -hmm. the way things were before? Like, is that because she's going to fuck all of this up for us either because she's leaving or or because of these like binding spells she's going to try and stop us from from doing this it, it, yeah it just it, it could be a lot of different things but it feels like there's one scene of some kind missing yeah it just it, fe- it feels like there's a lot of motivations you have to assume and none of them seem built up to or to really give the proper stakes for the finale that's about to happen and even stuff like like Bonnie and Rochelle get so get kind of sidelined in this section of the movie. Oh, so much. And it's and they're too important to do that because there's there's like the scene I knew were like almost two with where Nancy goes after Chris. Yeah. And the three of them, the other three seem to realize this has gone too far. Mm-hmm. We can't let her do this. And especially after they have seen what she does there. Yeah. That that's got to be a moment of crisis for Rochelle or Bonnie, where even if ultimately they're going to side with Nancy, we have to see them make that choice. They can't go from mm-hmm. like, we've got to stop her. You're right. You know, you're right, Sarah. We've got to stop mm-hmm. her to, uh, no, now we're also floating and <laughs> witching out all over you. So what you're saying is they all float? They all float in, up there. She's in the hills. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we get the scene of Laura's hair being completely gone in the shower, which is, mm. oh, gross. And this feels like another moment for, like, this feels yeah. like Rochelle's moment to go, like, I didn't oh, want shit. this. Yeah. yeah. It's, but that won't, the scene tells us that's what's happening here. There's no payoff to that. Uh, and then Sarah and Chris go on a date. Mike, can we have one conversation this year that's not about consent? <laughs> I know. I was like, and as soon as like the scene starts, like, oh fuck, why do we take this movie? We were trying to take a break from all uh, this consent bullshit. You know what's extra? Is not bullshit. It's, no consent is not bullshit. But I'm tired of having to argue for consent. Yeah. What's extra creepy about this moment here is that because he's just he he's doing that classic like, but I'm a nice guy thing. Yeah. Mm. That it it isn't aggressive like asshole chris it's 
I'm in love with you. Yeah. And this, and it, and so, and then this is where it goes. This spell goes too far. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is her moment of yeah. going like, fuck, we fucked up that this is what it's led to because it's, th- th- he's not operating under his own agency here. This is because of what she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, th- there's just that uh, really the way this escalates is so unnerving for that reason yeah. that he, it feels very real that like, mm-hmm. it does just start as like, I want to fool around. I'm not, I just, you know, you just really, you don't really know what you want. And then the chasing her down and holding mm-hmm. her down. It, oh, it's really scary and upsetting. And by the way, I'm not trying to put like, this is, if, as long as we're talking about consent and everything by saying like this happened because of her. No, no, no. I mean, I, yeah, I hope everyone understands yeah. like it's it, the the movie saying these are the consequences of using stuff that's yeah. so powerful. Yes. You don't totally understand Not it. saying there, that he doesn't have any blame for, you know. No. And that's because yeah. yeah. that's what's so scary about it is mm-hmm. that it's 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 coming from a place of like, but I love you and we're soulmates. So obviously this like, mm-hmm. right. This has to happen. Are like date rapists that obviously use that argument mm-hmm. and it's wrong and terrifying. Yeah. And how do you not understand? And but, like, like, I think, yeah, if it was a better person, she did this love spell on, it could have manifested in a different way where it's like, Oh, I'll, I know I'll never be with you. So I killed myself. Right. Like there's different yeah. ways it would have manifested in different people. Yes. Uh, and he's, established that he's scum yeah not a great guy no uh sarah goes to rochelle's i like that even though they are in a fight that it's still like Mm -hmm. this you know you're most raped much bigger moment than a fight and i do think that tracks i think that's fine Mm -hmm. but this did feel like a moment of is this originally the way the order or is this Mm. another switcheroo because Mm. it's just a it could work it it does yes i thought the exact same thing that it was like there is something nice about the fact that but it, it, I guess it's because she doesn't approach the situation as like, listen, I know things are fucked right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems a little. And I'm also like cutting the movie together in my head of like, if the other conversations happened after this, would it feel more organic that it's not mm. just Nancy having, you know, maybe killed a bunch of sharks, but also Chris. Yeah. And like mm. the, the escalation would maybe make more sense with her being like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, you know, the idea that maybe she might go to the cops being a bigger deal of like, you can't leave. Mm. Uh, so Nancy wants to avenge Sarah or so she says this gets weird. Well, I think like there is definitely like, I think she has some genuine, like, you know, my friend was hurt, but there's also, she has a vendetta against this totally. guy already. Yeah. So she goes to this party looking for Chris, who's pretty plastered. Mm-hmm. And then glamours herself into looking like Sarah. Why does she let things go so far with him? I know I've never answer. understood this. Like, why does she? Yeah, there's just like a, you know, it, it, it yeah. has a really uncomfortable subtext, which is I didn't hate you because you're an asshole. I also hated you because you didn't want me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the idea that like even with what he did to both her and Sarah, if he were interested in her, she'd still be into it because he, because she doesn't, it's not like she lures him up to the room to get separate him from everybody so that she can do what she's already decided Mm -hmm. she's there to do. That's not how it feels at all. Uh Like what happens is she gets him up to that room so she can kind of fuck around with him. And it isn't until Sarah barges in, she's back to her true form. Chris realizes Mm -hmm. that it's, 
Nancy and mm-hmm. like freaks out and rejects her all over again. It's that rejection yeah. that then yeah. spins her out of control, which is, I mean, they give, first of all, I mean, Feruza Balk hit like plays every moment of this yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Like she's really, really good in the scene. And there is something that's kind of interesting about this not being as straightforward as, Hey, you fucked mm-hmm. with my friend. Fuck you. Yeah. That it is more complicated. There is something mm-hmm. I like about that. But yeah, it just feels like I get with like the whole second half of this movie in a lot of ways, it feels like there's just like one key piece of information missing. Yeah. Like maybe a little bit more on what was the thing where did she have a crush on him for a long time and finally, you know, he said yes and they went out and then he spread these rumors. Was it more of like a she was not in it? good place she was drunk at a party and she like was taken advantage of like what is their relationship previous to this that would maybe make this make a little bit more sense we know there's something there yeah but since we don't know what it is it's it it's just a little like you feel like you're behind yeah what was the payback gonna be if it, Sarah didn't, if, yeah. If Sarah never walked into, into that room, room, what was going to happen? And that and I have no idea. Yeah, that's yeah. and that shouldn't be a question we're no. asking. It should be like things were going to play out this way. Mm-hmm. Sarah shows up, so then it escalates and goes in a different direction that ends mm-hmm. with him getting killed. But like, yeah, what was the, what was going to happen? Yeah, I do not understand her plan at all. Yeah. Um, the other weird thing that happens at the party is that we run into Laura, who's wearing a terrible blonde wig. Laura mm-hmm. is her name, Laura. and this scene definitely gets cut because. She shows up and says like Rochelle, hi, and then um and then Nothing Rochelle has a line yeah. and then no and then Nancy goes, listen and then it cuts to the bedroom. So if if Laura's making conversation with Rochelle because she's realized that karma's come yeah. after her for being a racist piece of shit mm-hmm. and she needs to like mend like apologize and mend her ways, how how in a world where you don't know that magic exists? Would you decide because of this one person I, that I made I, a pubic hair joke about? I don't think it's necessary that she knows that, but just maybe the experience of like going through this trauma and like not being one of the pretty girls anymore has just made her a little bit more humble of like, and just being able to like sympathize with people more and be like, oh, it really sucks to be made fun of. You know but what would help we that? We don't see her. That's exactly no. what Again, I was just yeah. going to say. What would help that is her friends stick with her the entire time. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing changes for her. There's no scene of her eating lunch alone. There's mm-hmm. no scene of her her old friends. You know what you could do? Two birds, one stone. Have a scene where uh, Bonnie is like scoffing at uh, Laura because of like the hair, the hair falling out and like, oh, that's gross. Two birds, one stone. You get... Bonnie going too far in the other direction of being narcissistic and not caring about anybody. You get to feel why Laura would have this change of heart and approach. It's one scene. We can yeah. solve so many problems. So Nancy pushes Chris out the window. I mean, with magic, uh, but still. Mm-hmm. That's the, this is the one time where the editing gets a little crazy, but I love it. The saris and the oh, quick cutting. The, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And the performance really sells that. He view. also, and Skid Ulrich plays drunk very well, which is yeah. not an easy thing to do. Uh, at school, the trio confront Sarah and say, you know, you're in the old days who had killed you. Uh, yeah. over that. Uh, she goes to the magic shop for help and the woman takes her into the back room, mm-hmm. which is uh, like a, a temple, I guess. It's yeah. cool. This is another kind of cool effect. The fact like the wa- the ground is yeah. water, but they're not. They're like yeah. on, standing on it. Yeah, that was cool. Totally forgot about this part too. Yeah, and then while they're doing this spell, um, the same spell I think to invoke the spirit, 
uh, Nancy like shows up during the spell and like, mm-hmm. well, Sarah says it's Nancy, but there's like a fireball. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Uh, Nancy calls when she gets home, she looks uh, at the yellow pages and there's a flight number and a flight time. Mm. And it says your parents left. They thought you ran away. How would Nancy have this information? Like, well, I mean, it's the whole thing's a manipulation. Yeah. So th- none of this is real. I but... know, but I'm saying like, why would Sarah believe her? Oh, that's yeah. Uh, but she d- she does conjure imagery on a TV screen to uh, make it seem that her dad's flight has crashed, and it says mm-hmm. there were no survivors. <laughs> Which is stepmom doesn't exist. Yeah, she's dead too. I mean, <laughs> and also bonus. <laughs> I really, really love this shot when the power mm-hmm. goes out and she runs away, and you get the silhouette of the window on mm-hmm. the floor. So cool. And it's, yeah. I watched it five times. I just kept watching. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. That's a really great, subtle, might not even notice it first time you watch the movie yeah. effect. Tries to run outside, but the patio is covered in snakes and rats and spiders and all of my nightmares. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was effective, but like seeing all the shit just made me be like, I'm going to turn this off. Like I said, there is some very, <laughs> there's effective imagery here. It's just, but I mean, yeah. you're not, this is going to be... 10 minutes of screen yeah, time. And is it's just, just like this. once you've seen one pot of bugs, <laughs> the th- third and fifth and 10th pot of bugs, not going to be as effective. Yeah. definitely needs some more specific. <laughs> the whole thing's just really underwhelming. Like it, it, it turns into home alone with witches. And no. then it's like Rochelle and Bonnie, they show up, but then they're out of there so quickly. And it's just like, these were important characters yeah. until about 15 minutes ago. And now the movie just doesn't know what the fuck to do with them. Mm-hmm. So they just get sidelined mm-hmm. for like the most important moment of the movie. It's just, it's so frustrating. There is a really great sound design theme. The shot when we're looking up the steps of nightmares, mm-hmm. um, there is a really large snake in front that at mm-hmm. one point flops over and you can hear it when it, mm-hmm. like, oh God, just, it's, like oh it's a big snake it's a slide whistle (laughs) (laughs) i just don't know how much of this was real and like that was that one was real because that was just a big funk yeah uh so nancy tells her if i was as pathetic as you i would have killed myself ages ago get on with it Mm. and so she uh kind of pushes sarah towards this point and Mm -hmm. Cuts her wrist for her. That's effective too. The fact that she's she gets her to hold her hands out, yeah. like yeah. tricks her into looking at him, and then when the hands are out, just whoosh, yeah, slits What's wrong him with your scar. The the one line that I always remember, like it's it's one of those like almost Pavlovian, like oh I remember that line is the and I think it's part of this like the super crazy, almost a little too over the top delivery uh that uh Bruce Bach has of then why are you still bleeding <laughs> like i uh, that, that's just like one of the, the key things that always pops in my head with the movie and i love that line delivery there's a lot of problems i have with this finale i love that line delivery it's really good she really loses her mind here which mm-hmm. i always take to be as like because you should not have the power of yeah totally Manon. I hate saying it with a French accent. It makes, makes me feel like a giant poser. I don't speak French. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that it's just driving her crazy because yeah. we get this whole, uh, like, you're weak. Weak, weak, weak. <laughs> like, you killed your mom as you were coming out of her. Bravo! <laughs> okay, you're nuts. See, her evolution makes sense. Like, it's sure. just, that one is is, I have no issues with. Well, that's the thing is, as much as I, l- I kind of love that 
in a lot of ways, this is Nancy's movie. She has the most defined character arc. And even though technically she's not the protagonist as much as Sarah is, like, her story is much more satisfying. Mm. I wish, yeah, it wasn't at the expense of literally everyone else's. But I do like that. It's so I I read that there the movie was successful enough that they had considered doing a direct to DVD yeah. sequel about about Nancy, Nancy. Mm. which I wonder if it was then going to be some kind of redemption thing. Yeah, because I like, don't know, like how they turn Venom into a good guy kind of thing, where it's like, no, no, like that's not a yeah. I don't know. I don't like, know how don't you know would like flip the script like that. Yeah. But I it did. But it it is crazy that it, even if they don't go that route, how do we not live in a world where they're weren't like four direct to DVD craft sequels with that like, were like uh, sequels. And they just told the new, the same story with different actors at a much like lower budget. Eliza Dushku. <laughs> like that yeah. should be in one. Oh, yeah. and then it's the power of five. by five. <laughs> 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 I was just, I even, I was just thinking of like your discount for Rusa Ball, like edgy, borderline goth. Yep. That was just a happy, that's perfect. That's wonderful. (laughs) Love it. Uh, So Sarah invokes the spirit. um, So we hear it. Huh? Some people hear it. Okay. (laughs) Again. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You got to do it three times because by the power of three times three. Uh, So this is where we get the, I feel like one of the most memorable parts of the movie when she says by the power of three times three, make them see, make them see. Mm -hmm. Um, So that when Rochelle and Bonnie, Bonnie, thank you, come running up the stairs and pass a mirror to them, it looks as if their spells have been cast back on them. Yeah. And it makes sense that like you for high high school, not just high school girls. I mean, high schoolers in general, like, yeah. freak them out with vanity yeah <laughs> like yeah. oh fuck this it's a little weird that at no point do they just turn to look at each other i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay <laughs> oh, oh, oh you're fine <laughs> you're, okay, do i have this on my face no okay, no, okay. Good. but again it just sucks that it's like whoa yeah. and they run out and that's yeah. it you, you know what i, I just thought it would be really effective with this and it's, it would bring back the whole idea of like everything was, comes back threefold if they weren't you know all this figured but that's what they always saw in the mirror. Oh, like that was their punishment oh. is that they always saw themselves that way. God, That's great because it's like, you don't want to punish them too yeah. badly. You, you don't want to leave yeah. them like, you know, like a horrible mess that'll never have a life, but you want, I, I want like a little bit more punishment for them. Maybe not so much for, for Nancy where I feel like, She's going to be li- in a living hell for the rest of her life. I feel like it's a little disjointed there. And it's, where, where it's mean, like it's, you get they, a spooky vision, you're going to spend your life strapped to a bed. That's an amazing idea because the thing that's like unsatisfying about their final scene is like, oh, so you just get to keep being conceited shitbirds yeah. and like you're just shitty, but you can't do magic stuff anymore. Okay, so that would have been a because that yeah, that's like all I'm looking for. We don't like I said, we don't want them to pay too severely for mm-hmm. because we've if you've invested in them in the first part of the mm-hmm. movie, then yeah, they, I mean like Laura was a racist piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop and- treating Bonnie and Rochelle like. They're not the same as Nancy at no. the end, even if they're following her. Yeah. yeah. They're not it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So eh, anyway. It's the difference of Jonathan and Andrew versus Warren. Exactly. That's spot on. Except they have a legitimate moment of fuck, this has gone too far. Yeah. Yeah. And and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, so this is the moment where mom's picture comes to life. I remember getting more history about this. I feel like that's one of those things where I, I definitely, my head canon was much more rich of like the mom character who just is like a picture twice. Uh, there is a very subtle message you hear. It's like that she's trying to mm-hmm. give to Sarah here. You can't, mom is speaking to her through mm-hmm. this photo. I can't remember what she says though. It's very faint. I think, it, I think it's spirit. Some, Some people, people hear it. <laughs> A lot of people rag on that <laughs> sequel. Give it a chance. <laughs> now, mom. <laughs> so I do like this. Nancy needed a whole coven in order mm-hmm. to invoke the spirit. And Sarah don't need anybody because mm-hmm. she's super powerful. So now they both like have the power of mano, right? Yes. So they're fighting mano y mano. Okay. High five for that one. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, so Sarah steps through the mirror uh, and she says I have a message from Manon you're in a deep shit mm-hmm. uh, and this is where Nancy's spell comes back on herself and her fingers turn to snakes <gasps> snake fingers Mike what, really liked the snake I fingers I really like snake fingers oh, good. <laughs> well, it's just like it's a, it's a decent effect but it's like a little wonky and the idea of it is is like both terrifying and goofy so i really love it <laughs> snake fingers oh and her feet turn to cockroaches and they come out of her mouth uh i really love uh looking up how they did this was to make like a full body cast of Farusa bach and then green screen like make it like green screen uh color and have bugs actually go up and down on the the green screen cast and then put her image onto the green screen oh thank god yeah as long i mean if you had said that any part of this was actually actually the poor actress, oh, you can tell it's I not. I mean, especially when they start again. coming out of her mouth. And- yeah. So uh, they're thrown against the wall and fight without gravity, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Uh, then the dresser slams against the wall. Nancy's thrown out of the way, so we mm-hmm. think that Sarah, Sarah was got squished. But when Nancy starts going through all mm-hmm. of the clothes and stuff, all she finds is Sarah's pristine outfit. Mm-hmm. She pulled the Obi Wan Kenobi. Now I'm more powerful than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> well, and <laughs> when she like so the reveal that Sarah's not there, that it's mm-hmm. just her outfit, and it's like this this climax could take a really weird turn, <laughs> where then Sarah appears behind her butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were going someplace else. We're just like Nancy's like. Huh, puts up clothes, pretends to be Sarah. (laughs) And then Sarah reappears, Nancy explodes. (laughs) (laughs) No, you just have two girls in one outfit. She's like, hey. (laughs) You're just kind of like, oh, this is weird. (laughs) Awkward. They just kind of like shuffle around for the next 10 minutes. That's your ending? This is uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) The craft. (laughs) I I did not remember this. Like, when it revealed the outfit, I was like, the fuck happens here <laughs> i thought sarah was gonna come up behind her so when she go, like i thought she was gonna lift mm-hmm. the thing to stab the outfit and i was like yeah sarah's clearly gonna show up behind her wearing what <laughs> her clothes that's magic hmm. magic clothes <laughs> you're very upset there wasn't a naked chick oh. instantly goes up a letter grade yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this isn't really a very smart spell that if it's just like i'm, I'm still under your dagger yeah yeah, but then it somehow so was then, effective when she just like whoop, and then very slowly 
oh my kicks gosh. her across the room. That need that needs to be tightened up. That moment. <laughs> yeah. oh. There's too much of like it's like it cuts to to Nancy being like, "Oh no, you're gonna kick me!" And then she's like, "I'm about to kick you!" And she's like, "But seriously, are you really gonna kick me?" I'm here. I go. I'm winding up. <laughs> I think this might really hurt. I hope so. That's what I'm planning on. It was almost like they're like, "Well, we know this is the last action beat here, so we got to really draw it out." It's like, "No, you you can't," because then it makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, so later on, Bonnie and Rochelle come to apologize. This whole scene. Oh. Um, I thought bonkers. you were just doing the thumbs down to Dev Campbell's outfit. Oh, the I'm weird. Not, that is a weird. It's weird. like a honey pajama raincoat. I don't like <laughs> is that a shirt or a coat. It is goes down to her knees. It's like a zoot suit. No, I this whole thing. It's really awkward the way they have to shoehorn in. Like her dad goes walking by. Oh, hey, girls. Hi. Oh, by the way, you know that whole thing with the plane crash was just a. No, she had no idea. No, really? She thought her father survived the plane crash and was just really chill about it. Oh, that's not a ghost? (laughs) Ooh, that's good news. I've been treating him real weird then. (laughs) Uh, They clearly have alternate motivations in coming here because they mostly want to know, like, hey, do you have powers? Because we don't have powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sarah's not engaging. Um, are Bonnie's scars back? I don't know. And that's really frustrating. Well, like, I feel like they needed to either be like, here's Bonnie in a tank top. Yeah. Or like, Bonnie's wearing a turtleneck and hunching over. Like, there needed to be like... I don't think they are. I, the movie doesn't treat no. it that way and she doesn't yeah. play it Act that, that way. way. But it, the fact that it's not clear is weird. So they say, okay, you know, if you ever want to get together and chant... Yeah, and she goes, yeah, maybe. Hold your breath till I call. Well, now you're being bitchy. I remember loving that comeback as a kid. Oh, no. Just being like, oh, <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. That, well, that, if that was your response, yeah, I man. can see why the line <laughs> yeah. played so well for you. Like, oh, do you, that means that they'll, like, die. Because they'll, oh, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just liked the comeback. And I now like, I'm like, it's. Yeah, like you turning to no one in the room <laughs> oh, as you watch this. Because then it's like, she's gonna, they're gonna uh. die. <laughs> that's my favorite way to imagine like dumb people watching like a movie or a tv show or a play it's like oh well that's the thing from that <laughs> which is like very obvious things oh well he was the guy who was the terminator i think mike just called me dumb <laughs> no 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 kristen <laughs> turned to the oh yeah i like imagining that's how dumb people do things no i'm Thanks, imagining mike. people doing it in the funny way that chris described what you actually did <laughs> so it's I like the character of what you did, not what you did was not the spirit. Some people hear it. Some people fear it. Spirit. Some people just won't go near it. Everything, everything good now. I'm sorry. Uh, so the girls are still kind of bitch. Like I bet she didn't have powers anyways. So Sarah causes so she, a storm to roll in. She turns them into snakes. Because <laughs> we need one Every more other fucking thing in this movie turns into snakes. <laughs> tree branch. The credit should have just been snakes. I, honestly, I'm not. This is not a joke. When the tree branch fell, I, I honestly thought. It was thought a snake. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate title. Chase them down the driveway. I yeah. And she tells him, "Be careful. You don't want to end up like Nancy." We mm. cut to Nancy being strapped down in a mental hospital. Uh, and she's saying here, like, I can fly, I can fly. I can uh, it's fly. sad. It's really, really sad. sad. And, like, what struck me this time is, like, 
you know, like, yes, she is crazy and dangerous. Mm -hmm. But what she's saying right now is true. He did give her the power and she can fly. Well, she she could. could. She could. That's fair. Yeah. Like now if they untie her, she's going to jump out a window and die. Mm -hmm. Except she well, can't harm herself. Snake. Yeah, <laughs> she just floats. That's the sequel. It's like she keeps doing things that should kill her. Just like whoa, <laughs> she just bounces around like flubber. <laughs> <laughs> um, although I did have an alternate sequel idea that thought would be really interesting of just like. Because you know how they do like a lot of soft reboots or like somebody coming back for a movie like 20, 30 years later. Mm. Just have like, here's here's the title. I think it says, all you need to know, craft Craft 2, this is 40. (laughs) Just like these characters again at 40, but then they get their magic back and they're they're magicking at each other. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the time frame is roughly... About there, they you know? did threaten a remake not too long ago, and like or or which, but and the director did we watch that movie Honeymoon together? Um, about the couple, it's I think they they, I think they might have just been married. It's called Honeymoon, Chris. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, they go up to that old her family's old cabin, and then there's like the ambiguity of like there was something out in the woods and it did something to her. And you're not yes. quite sure that the guy that made that movie was who they announced him as a director of a craft remake, which makes huh. you go like, well, that's going to be a completely different mm-hmm. type of film then. Yeah. But I, yeah, nothing really ever materialized. Hmm. There was another, this was straight to video. It was like, uh, it was the craft, but with guys and oh. not, not the shitty Rennie Harlan movie that was like, Oh yeah. That. Whatever the fuck that was called. Uh, no, this was called Black Circle Boys. Oh, what? <laughs> and it was garbage. Really? With such a good title, I'm yeah. surprised. It's And it really, I mean, the whole thing about, one of the things that's so effective and um, like really scary, but also in moments really like, in, ah, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Satisfying mm. is the dynamic of like, of you know, Sarah being in a situation where she could potentially be raped, where there's this guy that mm-hmm. has this power over her. And that, and specifically about the thing that might appeal to you when you're at this age. And what Mike said about there not being a lot of movies about this sort of gender empowerment, um, and especially with this kind of angle to him. Yeah. I mean, it's a big part of why, like, flipping the genders, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah, mean just, anything. Just imagine the Sarah plot line, but it's a guy. It, it just doesn't mean as cool of things if you're like we have power and you kind of do yeah already you're it, that's yeah that's what i'm saying it just yeah. it really doesn't work it, it's not working on any other levels yeah. it's just a very superficial like it's it really it kind of hits all the same beats as this movie it's just mm-hmm. with high school boys and it doesn't work it's yeah. it just doesn't work at all interesting anything else you guys want to say about the craft i will say that when you invited me to be a part of this and like okay we're doing the craft and like okay so i think that was a movie i remember kind of liking Mm -hmm. at the time and i imagine i'm gonna watch it it's gonna be really terrible and we're gonna have like a really great time making fun of this really bad mid-90s movie and there it's like it's in this weird limbo where i actually 
kind of liked it, <laughs> like, or at least way more than I expected mm-hmm. to. And especially, like I said, the first two thirds of it, I thought that for what it was, like, this isn't a movie I'm going to watch again. It's not one I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to recommend to anybody, but like keeping in mind who the intended audience was and all of that, I thought it was really good for what it was, especially like the first mm-hmm. two thirds kind of lost me towards the end a little bit. I was a little disappointed in that, but it was like, it's, it would have been, this would have been a lot easier if it were the movie I imagined it was going to yeah. be before I watched it. Like, mm. but this isn't one of those like, Oh, it's so bad. It's good. Or mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, can you believe in this? And then they did this and Oh my God. And it's like, no, the, the four leads were actually really good actresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a lot more to the, the first half of it than I thought there was going to be. The ending is just kind of underwhelming. So yeah. it's yeah. hard to, I can't be very enthusiastic in that. Like, this is amazing. Everyone needs to go check it out. But I also can't be like, this is so bad. You have yeah. to watch it. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's, that's uh, definitely, I think it's, it's biggest flaws that the ending doesn't work. And isn't really the ending to the movie we got before that ending. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe that ending would have worked for like a campier version of the story. Maybe, I don't know. Kind of a bummer. Like, I really love the movie this wants to be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the the glimpses of that movie are fantastic. Like the performances all around are pretty good, especially for Usa Bach, like fantastic throughout this. Like I really love her performance and her character arc. I want like one more pass at this to like really smooth it out and fix the problems. And that could be like a great hidden gem instead of like give it a watch, but realize it's not perfect. Yeah. I definitely love this movie uh, as a preteen. Now the, the witch stuff feels dated Mm. like it feels like such a 90s thing that like oh my god all all us girls were so into that bullshit but for me what still works is the relationship between these girls and i don't think Mm. as a teenager that really like i could have told you why the relationship between these four girls was compelling to watch as an adult i'm like oh yeah i recognize these people I just really enjoyed watching this movie about like high school power struggles Mm -hmm. and you know, what it means to be the new kid and the queen bee and in a way that's darker and more serious than like something like mean girls and just feels very other than the magic stuff. Very real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's there's enough good stuff in here that I'm not like upset. I watched it or anything. I was, it was, and you know what I was thinking? I could really see working like not so much, maybe a, a remake, Although, you know, again, if they if like a filmmaker like the one I mm-hmm. mentioned doing something totally different, great. Like, yeah, we can give that a shot. But I also think the way that like MTV took Teen Wolf and Scream. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh. This could be a series on, it's their on MTV audience, or CW or something. Totally. Their original programming, yeah. the quality of it is substantially better than, you know, the stuff they used to produce when I was the age of, you yeah. know, like of watching MTV. This is it's a potent enough premise that they mm-hmm. could do something with it. Absolutely. That's interesting. Yeah, that would work. So, uh, since we've talked about going to different networks like MTV and, and such, we should maybe be ready to take a trip. International. Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhein de Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. Uh, I only have one this week. It's the only one I found, but <laughs> I really love it. The German title. That's always goddamn Germany. The oh, goddamn Germany always has a weird title. This one, um, I think we can. I'm not going to give you the English translation because I think you can figure it out. Der Hexen Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, is Black Circle Boys? Is Black Circle Boys. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Jackson Club versus the Black Circle Boys. <laughs> now it's time to celebrate some badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. Kind of got two to choose from. That's like, I mean, yeah. But, I I I gotta go with sorry, Chris. <laughs> um, no, that's good. I was worried we would all have the same answer. Mine's definitely the snake guy. Mm. It's I mean, it's just so shockingly like, wow! I yeah, you feel, <laughs> that you got run over. Yeah, Sarah's mom. Oh. I'm kidding. She you killed guys. her when she was coming out of her. Now that's impressive. <laughs> Bravo! I was going for shock value when you took me. I had serious. to take a second to be like, did we see that? <laughs> no. I was like, that's just a sad thing. Uh, probably about Nancy's mom after this all winds <laughs> down. Oh, so there's three. Stepdad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Snake Guy. Yeah. That's a, I get it. Chris, thank you for joining us yeah. in the stacks. Now we just need a fourth and we'll be able to call the corners. Oh, somebody give me a fish. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey, do you remember? And join us next time when we dust off normal again and entropy. When we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.